Alright. Think about back in the days when you was 89, little nigga on the grind, gotta get my door. My crime with two in here, steady stacking my ears, put my serve down on the clear nine night. Hitting up the graveyard. Now I would ask the reason. But you don't really need a reason bumping with Bone Thugs, man. Especially East 1999. Yeah. I don't, it, it could be the anniversary. It could be just a regular Saturday, man. I don't care. It is the anniversary, though. 25 it, years since this album 25 came years, man. What was you doing 25 years ago? <laughs> Dog. I remember when this album came out, and I remember being upset because, like, I was Jehovah's Witness, so as a kid, oh, I couldn't buy no rap albums. Damn. So, like, I wanted to hear this. We used to go to a Sam Sam Goody, I think it was called. Mm. There was a store we used to go to where you could listen to music in the store and pick your album. And I remember, I think I picked this one a bunch of times and listened to it <laughs> just while I was in the store just to hear it. Damn. And I think my cousin had it, too. So whenever I went over to his house, we bumped it loud. Damn. Damn. Yeah. I don't even know what I was doing 25 years ago. I was six. Yeah, six years old, man. So <laughs> I don't I don't remember um like when this album first came out. I just remember some of the classic singles. And I remember everybody in Cleveland bumping it. And um people was just saying, like, oh yeah, busy bone my cousin. Because that was like <laughs> that was like the thing in Cleveland, like, oh yeah, that's so and so, so and so cousin. So that's my half cousin and all this other stuff, but it was it was a real good feeling. This this album had crossroads on it, I think, too. Yeah, it yeah. Did. So that was like the song that you was kinda tired of a little bit because mm-hmm. everybody grandmother was bumping that song. <laughs> but um <laughs> It's just a bunch of classic stuff, man. Like, still to this day, whenever I tell people I'm from Cleveland, they always bring up Bone Thugs and Harmony. Of course. That's like the that's like the go-to. And usually, it's nothing really to bring up whenever you mention Cleveland. Like, some people might mention LeBron or something like that, but um, it'd be like the older white people that's like, oh, Bone Thugs and Harmony, yeah. <laughs> so, um, th- I mean... It's not a lot of stuff to be proud of, you know, growing up in Cleveland, but this is one you could just stick on the wall and be like, oh, hey, yeah. yeah, Bone Thugs, they, they used to roam these streets, even though that was the other side of town from where I stayed, but mm-hmm. it's still the it's it's still cool to go over there on St. Clair, like, damn, they was actually over here. <laughs> <laughs> and some might still be over there, too. So Probably, man, probably. There are so many members that we forget about, too, like Flesh and Bone. He probably yeah. somewhere out there, too, I'll bet. So, yeah. yeah. I was, have to ask, though, man, was, like, the rapping style they used, was that, like, actually the Cleveland style of rap at that time, or was that just something they created on their own? I think it was It was a few people that was rapping like this because um, I heard a couple stories how they actually – Stole this style. Yeah, twisting, do or die, and all yeah, them. It, it wasn't. Not even that story. They actually stole it from somebody who actually went to the same school as them. Oh wow! So they kind of like, they was kind of in the group a little bit, and they just kind of ran with the with the style. It was more of a harmonized type of flow. And um, yeah. So I, I I wouldn't say they stole it from like Twister or nothing like that, but it was a few people that rap like that. But a lot of people can't rap like that. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that was the Cleveland style right there. That's 
that's like a unicorn for real, for real. Now, did y'all actually understand what they were singing at the time? I didn't. Because I know I didn't <laughs> yeah. at eight years old or however old I was. Yeah, no. Nah. I still had no idea what they saying half the time. I mean, me either. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I think some people do. But back during that time, it was just like, nah, like, they, this shit sound hard. <laughs> like, can't nobody yeah, rap it's... faster than them. And that's when it bumps, man. Yeah, and that's when people was trying. Uh, they was obsessed with rapping fast. Mm-hmm. So it's like the faster you can rap, the better you are. <laughs> yes, yeah, so this is the the uh, official Bone Thugs Appreciation Podcast now. But we do have other things to talk about, so we gonna get into it, man. Uh, of course, you know, is me here, Ryan Rocket, joined by my man. You know, the man himself, actually, Figgy Fig. Figgy, how you been, bro? Man, I've been chilling, man. Like I said, um, last week I was on vacation. How was your vacation, man? You get to go out anywhere? Well, I know everything's closed, but. I actually went up to Austin. So Okay. Um, I went up to Austin Tuesday, came back Thursday. What'd you do up there? Uh, nothing much, really. <laughs> Just kind of get uh, got out the house, but um, <laughs> I did go to, um, I, I did go to the river. I forgot what the river name, Colorado River. I can't remember the yeah, name of the river. Yeah, something like that. But um, we did the pedal boat, the swine pedal boat. Okay. And that was the worst thing you could possibly do, man. It was so damn oh, hot. And you got to, like, pedal your way <laughs> in yeah. the river. So after about 30 seconds, we both was tired. And, yeah, it was it was, it was was a cool experience, but I, I really don't like that type of stuff. I don't know how to swim. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I was just not a fan of that type of stuff. But it was cool. We did that. Went to a couple restaurants. Um, okay. We rode the scooters around. That's the one thing I like about Austin. They got a bunch of scooters all around the city, so mm-hmm. you could just pick one up and scan it and and roll. I thought that, I thought that was pretty cool. But it's a hip. It's a hippie ass city, man. Oh yeah, it is. It's like I barely saw super old people <laughs> it was mainly it looked like every everybody was in college or either like an older hippie <laughs> so it it, it it was a pretty cool city i i, I enjoyed it i wish it, everything was open because i went to sit street yeah. i know you hit the sit street but i went mm. there and it, it was like a ghost town man <laughs> i had to double check like is this the sit street everybody keep telling me to go to but they just got all the bars boarded up, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's just it, it looked it looked really deserted. <laughs> yeah, man, uh, Austin's a cool place. I'm not gonna say it's a cool place. I lived there for two years. I don't know if it's a good place to live. I didn't enjoy it all that much living there, but it's a cool place to visit. It was a cool place to have a cool weekend. Um, Sixth Street when it's open is real dope. But yeah, I'm sure like right now everything is closed. Plus, I think. They were hit pretty hard by some of the uh, protests and riots and all that stuff, too. Uh, so okay. that might be why all the places are boarded up and shit. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it's a cool place, man. Uh, cool place to visit. Yeah. Uh, I, I it's re- a cool little college town, but. I realize a lot of um, a lot of black people that I know don't really like living there. Because it's, yeah. a, couple, it's a couple of people I knew. I hit up Kevin Rawls, who, um, who was working at 97.9, and he... I, I hit him up like, what's a good place to go? You know, like a black restaurant to go to. And I guess he didn't been, he haven't been there in a long time, so he really mm-hmm. didn't know. But I'm like, damn, that's a cool little place. He was like, man, I hated it there. 
Yeah. Like, it's not like Houston. And I can see the difference because I really ain't see nothing black there. Maybe You know, I was only there for a couple of days, and I ain't go all out, but but I can see the difference in Austin and Houston. Houston, you're you going to see some slabs. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you might be in a, a nice part, but you're going to see somebody, you know, you're going to see something, some type of double cups. Uh, you're going to see something that's yeah. Houston. And, and, and Houston definitely got the um, hip-hop history. So I, I can see why black people, you know, <laughs> like Houston way more than Austin. My mom makes a joke that when they sent me to Austin, I came back militant <laughs> because I was surrounded by so many white people that drove me crazy. And it, it's kind of low-key true, man, honestly, man. It's like I really saw, like, you. I'm not going to say there's not. There's black people in Austin, man. There's yeah. definitely a black community. Yeah. But it ain't like Houston, dog. It's very, very, and it's a type of white person, too, in Austin. It's not like here where you get all types, you get some of the rednecks, you also get the left-leaning ones, you get a nice mix of white people. You got the Paul There, Wall it feels ones. like, yeah. But over there, I feel like there's one type of white person, like <laughs> basically the hipster. <laughs> and that shit drives you crazy after a while, dog. So, Damn. yeah, it's a cool place to visit, though, man. I'm glad you had a good time. I'm glad you had a good vacation. Yeah. <laughs> good to get away and uh, do some things, man. Yeah. What's up with you? So, Oh man, I'm good, man. Just been uh fucking running around trying to make a move, maybe. And it's weird trying to move during the coronavirus shit because people don't want to give you tours all the time. You got to book shit, and I don't know. It's, gotta, it's a weird thing. You got to look at a place on the computer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They have virtual tours. I'm like, motherfucker, I'm not gonna nah. be living there virtually. Yeah, I'm not gonna move into a place I can't see before I move in. Yeah. <laughs> So that's been a trip, but otherwise, man, I've been good. Uh, a little bit worried about the weather lately. It seems like we're in the mix of this tropical storm season. Yeah, it's looking you know? pretty rough now. <laughs> yeah, out the man, now. that's just supposed to hit today in South Texas, and I don't know what the fuck's going to happen, but a little worried about that tropical storm slash hurricane season coming up, but it is what it is, man. Fucking, it's Houston. We ready. We We been through worse, so. Yeah. I don't know. Just hope shit don't get too bad. I, I don't win and stocked up on water just in case. So <laughs> I'll be all right for at least a couple days. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. shit, man. Uh a lot. I'm I'm gonna admit I did not listen to really anything that came out this week, but there's a lot of shit that dropped in Figgy, good man that he is, of course, did his homework. <laughs> and he bumped pretty much all of this shit that came out this week. So, fuck it, man. We'll start off with the Drake and Hetty one, Only You Freestyle. <laughs> I heard a clip of this. I heard there was a potential push of T in which this is going to be a case in any song Drake drops now for the next year at least. <laughs> but uh, uh, what do you think about this song with Hetty one, who I've never even heard of before? Yeah, I think it's a UK rapper. Okay. Yeah, so... That kind of give you an idea of how he's somewhat rapping, <laughs> but um, I thought the I thought the song was cool. It was hard for me to understand what he was saying because he had oh, this no. strong super accent. I wish I could should pull it up, but uh, overall, I thought the song was alright. I I probably wouldn't go back to it, but okay. um, yeah. But the song I think the song was cool. It was cool. I didn't even the funny part about it. I didn't even catch the whole Pusha T shot. 
mm-hmm. in it. I, 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 every time he drop a song, I assume he's talking about Pusha T. But it was <laughs> it, it wasn't nothing blatant where I'm like, damn, he you know he ain't mentioned clips or he ain't mentioned yeah something obvious. So uh, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was alright. I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I have to say Drake has dropped like what three songs now since he dropped that uh uh mixtape, I guess he calls it, a few months back. Yeah. And uh the Dark Lane demo tapes, I think it was called. And the latest songs have been a little disappointing, man, honestly. Yeah. I kind of feel like he should have kept these in the tuck and just released his new album next or at least some better songs. Because, like, he was on fire when he dropped that mixtape. Everybody was pumping that up. And he just dropped these songs that are completely forgettable. And now his, uh, I'm not going to say he's dying out. Because, of course, he's Drake. Everybody can listen to whatever he drops. Yeah. But it's been a little disappointing his last couple of efforts. DJ Khaled shit. Okay. Yes. Wait. Trying to sound like Pop Smoke here. Again and again. Again and again. (laughs) Yeah. Yo. Chose my jam, this you for a chain and give it to a sweet one called that Maya Jama. Giving up gifts okay, like Santa, sipping on Santa. He used to do lean in one. UK Drizzy at it again, yeah, man. Sound like Skepta. Yeah, that's pretty that much grind, what it was. That grind Drizzy, man. You could keep that. He should release songs only in the country it's made for, I feel sometimes. If you're gonna make an Afrobeat song, release that in fucking Jamaica or something. If you can release a fucking UK drill song, release that in the UK. Like we don't all have to hear this shit, man. Yeah. It ain't we we can't make UK rap hot over here just because you doing it. Yeah. You know. I wanna... So Drake made me stick with that shit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really didn't care for it, man. <laughs> So, um, another artist, and I have to take a break here to talk about a uh, perpetuating social injustice that's been going on lately, man. No, no matter how many petitions we sign, no matter how many protests we attend and march and make our voices heard, J. Cole still keeps releasing music. (laughs) And no matter what we do, no matter what we protest, he still is in the studio making music. At least Logic got the message and quit. <laughs> now, and that's one victory for us. Logic is done, apparently, so, in the rap game. So do you think he was an Day awful Cole, rapper? Who? Uh, Logic. You think? I don't a- think he was an awful rapper. I just think he's super corny. Mm. And the songs he makes are super corny. <laughs> and I just don't like him as a person. But I don't mind. Like I, don't, I can't say he's a bad rapper, though. You know, I just think he's super corny and his music, whenever I do hear it, it's annoying to me. Like they're playing one of his new songs on the NBA promo uh. and it makes me sick. <laughs> but like, if I'm, but besides all that, I'm sure he's a nice guy. Yeah. And he's not a bad rapper. I just don't like his music. Same with J. Cole, kind of, you know, like I like, I can't say he's a bad rapper, but I just don't like his music really for some reason. I like his last album, okay. But overall, he just comes off as a corny person sometimes, man. Have you but, uh, have you always felt uh, about that with J Cole from the beginning? With J Cole, because I, I was a I was a super I was a um, big fan back in the day. 
But for some reason, I felt like, I don't know if it's stands. It's the ones that kind of turned me off a little bit. But I, I feel like early on, J. Cole, like, the uh, I think, what was the sideline story? I forgot. I mm-hmm. forgot the name of the album. But I felt like that J. Cole was cool. But I felt like he got too anti, I guess, industry or I don't know what to call it. But I, I feel like a lot of his fans are super aggressive now where they act like he's the he's the best that ever did it. And everything he dropped is just, oh, my God, y'all. You ask, this is real rap. You have to listen to and understand. It's just like, nah, he's not really spitting rocket scientists. I mean, yeah. rocket science. <laughs> so that, I think that's the part that turned me off a little bit. I was never really a big fan of his period, even back in the day. But I think back in the day, he was so hyped as like being the next Jay-Z oh, and man. having them co-signs. And that's what kind of turned me off. Cause when you have those comparisons, I expect a lot more. Yeah. And what I heard from him even back then sounded basic to me. Like it wasn't bad, but it, I didn't hear prime Jay-Z in early J Cole raps, man. It wasn't even close to that. <laughs> so like when I hear that shit, I'm instantly turned off. Yeah. But like, like I said, I don't think he's a bad rapper, but his songs just come across as kind of cheesy to me. And the the song, the name of one of his new, the Lion King shit, man, that's what turned <laughs> me off too. The whole young Simba thing, like enough already, dog. We get it. And he's still doing it apparently because he dropped a song called Lion King on Ice. <laughs> and that's what I was going to try to listen to this music but when i saw that title i was like nah same old j cole i don't want to bother but he also released a song called the climb back too mm. so i know you, you heard these songs figure what do you think about them man were they good am i wrong um yeah i think you're wrong i mean i i won't say you're wrong because you might think it's corny you know or a typical j cole but i will say it's t- typical j cole it's it's nothing that would knock your socks off or oh shit it's not I, we we I got some breaking news. We talk about that a little later, but uh, oh shit! <laughs> nah, it's an NBA. I'm a NFL stuff. I can break it real quick. But the, Se- the Seattle I the Seattle Seahawks has traded for Jamal Adams. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So the Jets and the safety, um, the Jets send safety in the fourth round pick to Seattle and it's changed for two first round picks and a third. Yeah, the Texans couldn't have gotten them in that case. Yeah, I don't get <laughs> They didn't have these assets. You had all these people like, oh, let's trade Whitney, Whitney Merciless and a fourth round pick for Jamal Adams. And, <laughs> like, shut the hell up. Will Fuller and a and a fifth round pick for uh, like nah, this, <laughs> this is this is not Madden. <laughs> nah, they got two first round picks and a third a third round pick and Bradley McDougal. <laughs> so yeah, come on now, man. The Texans couldn't have gotten them. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we digress. Yeah, but um, J Cole shit. Yeah, J Cole songs. I thought it was pretty typical J Cole. It's nothing to knock your socks off, but um, I think it's just good music to hear. You know how you have your favorite artists who just drop a random one or two songs. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is cool. It's, you know, it's kind of a, re- a a relief to hear some some real music. So I, I kind of look at it like this. I don't think um, either of the songs will be like crazy singles. It's it's not like a uh what was this last I forgot his last single, the um the one they uh pro is it problem child problem child 
Yeah. Uh, it, it's not like a problem child or nothing like that, but I think it's just cool music to hear in the moment. Okay. Well, I trust your opinion, man. So I'll actually probably go back and listen to this, but the name Lion King on Ice just turned me off completely. Do you, do you, think, Lion, that, do you think that song got the Lion King sample? I don't know what I expected, man. I didn't. I don't know if I thought that. I don't know if I thought it might have something to do with the Beyonce movie that's coming out about Lion King or whatever. So, yeah, I didn't know what I expected. But just the whole, I know he has this whole thing calling himself Young Simba. And that he was doing that shit years ago, and I thought that shit finally died out, but now it's back. So, okay. I ain't gonna lie, I got blood on my hands. I ain't gonna lie, I got real, real big plans. I ain't gonna lie, I got a whole lot to prove. I ain't gonna lie, I got blood on my hands. I ain't gonna lie, I got real, real big plans. Sounds like a baby crying. <laughs> uh, sit from the bottle for shit that we bottling in. Going live, but we not on the gram. It's the land of supply and demand. On my young niggas shopping a gram. Okay. And them choppers won't pop in their hands. Back and lay like they got an exam. If it's beef, my nigga look just like home records. They got their eye on your mans. I pray to God that it jam. Right. Bound with it. Let's pants. cut it off before we get yeah. DMCA'd <laughs> on our podcast. But I'll check that out, man. It ain't too bad. Yeah. Um, now there is a song I did listen to. I'm pretty sure everybody listened to. Uh, it came out the same day we posted our podcast talking about August Alcina <laughs> and getting Brandon Caldwell's thoughts, thoughts on that whole thing. I got into an entanglement. <laughs> yes. Uh, August Alcina has capitalized on all the uh, attention garnered from the Jada Pinkett Red Table Talk. And he released a song with Rick Ross called Entanglements. Uh, now, the song actually goes hard, man. <laughs> like, I was expecting it to be super cheesy and some goofy shit. Like, the song is actually a jam. Yeah. And it makes me wonder, like, did they actually throw this together at the last minute? Or did they have something like this cooked up? And maybe they just thought of the theme later on. But I don't know how it came together. But Rick Ross... Threw together a great verse, throwing shots at Jada, bringing up her movie names and shit. Saying she got me caught in the Matrix and all this goofy stuff. So, yeah, Rick Ross went hard on it, and August Alcina basically, you know, it was a it was a hard song, man. I gotta say, uh, I think we all enjoy it. But I have to ask you this, Figgy, do you think this ruins some of the sympathy that people gave August Alcina, knowing that now he is? made a song about it and is getting money off this whole thing now. Yeah, I think so, man. Not only that though, because I agree with you. I think the song is really good, but it kind of ruined it for me because it's I don't know, it's it's like he's seeking attention a little bit. And I th- I I think if Jada never said entanglement or anything, if she never did this red table talk and he came out with this song, I think a lot of people will be bumping this song. I, th- mm. I think the song is hard, but for the simple fact that that did come out, the whole entanglement thing, and he came right behind it and, you know, <laughs> made a song, I think a week later. It's just, I don't know, it's just like, boy, you looking for attention, man. <laughs> like, you haven't really been getting attention like that. You you come out and do these um, interviews, um, I guess, for his album. I, I think he dropped the album. But yeah, you doing these interviews, bringing this shit up, we ain't asked for it. <laughs> you bringing it up, 
and you get you getting all this attention. This entanglement thing became a sensation on on the internet for like a week, and then you pop up with a song. It's like, come on, man! But the song is hard, though. I agree with you, but I don't feel no sympathy. <laughs> I, I I don't feel any sympathy for him anymore. I feel like he cool now. Yeah, <laughs> I think a lot of people saw him as a victim in this whole situation. And now he can't go back to that because now it's clear that it's cool with you because you making a song about it and you kind of making light of it. And you're clearly talking about Jada in the song too. So I don't mind him making the song. I mean, I feel like this is one of those things where it's like Jada, he didn't make Jada Pinkett get up there and talk all crazy on her red table talk. You know, Mm -hmm. he didn't ask for that kind of attention. And he was very vague about the Jada Pinkett shit on his own show with Angela Yee. We talked about it. He didn't really go into details. He just kind of said, yeah, it happened. Will they, they called me a home wrecker, but that wasn't the case. He kind of just cleared things up. And Jada Pinkett is the one that did the entanglements thing and turned it into a whole meme now. Yeah. You know, so I'm not really mad at him for capitalizing. The only thing I don't like about him is he acts like these things are nobody's business and he's very private. When he does, when he does an interview, he won't speak really about any of this shit. And he'll just say like in this, the last interview on the vulture with the vulture, with the Craig grow dude on Twitter, he was very vague. He was saying, you know, uh, it is what it is. And I've moved on. It's not everybody's business, but then you make a song about it. Yeah. So which one is it, man? Like either you being messy or you're not, because it seems like he's trying to play both roles, the the victim and the oppressor, I guess, or whoever you would call him, but the aggressor, I guess, because he's acting like he don't want to talk about it, but he's talking about it on a song. Yeah. This kind of remind me of um, Kalani. Remember she did the interview with Charlemagne? Yes. And she really wasn't going into it. In the interview, and she kept saying, "Oh yeah, it's on the album. I dress up." And he was like, "Did you? Did y'all break up? What happened? <laughs> like, did he cheat? Did he? What happened?" So it kind of remind me of that a little bit, where it's just like, yeah. like, like if you got it in the song, talk about it in the interview. Exactly. Like, and if you're gonna be the type of artist who wants to only put stuff out in music and not make statements, then don't do interviews. Yeah, exactly. You know, like you can't have it both ways where you act like it's not a big deal in the interview, but then you make a whole song about it. And it's a hit song too, you know, it bumps. Mm -hmm. So that's the only thing with me, but the song itself is fine. Yeah. And then I feel like people, people ain't got the patience to be like, Oh, he said in the interview, check out the song. I addressed it in the song. Yeah. Ain't nobody about to go to the song to hear it. Like that, exactly. that ain't about to make the streams go up. Like all somebody gotta do is just tweet what you said in the song. Somebody else gonna listen to it and we get it from there. And I don't like how condescending they are sometimes too. Like when August Alcina will say it's nobody's business, and I don't see why anybody cares or it's a big deal, but then you make a song about it, so you clearly <laughs> want it to be a big deal. So yeah. you can't have it both ways, man. Either don't talk about your personal life and your music or do and accept the fact that we're going to ask questions about it and yeah. make memes about it. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's the thing that annoys me when they act like they're above this, but then they sink right back down to the level we're at 
when it yeah. comes time to make music and make hits. So yeah, it's like Kim yeah. K saying, "Oh, give us our privacy. We we try to keep a private life." It's like, no, you putting everything out there for us. To, you have a TV show, like, come on, yeah. <laughs> Y'all got a reality show. You talk about everything y'all go through on a daily basis, and we supposed to respect your privacy now. Yeah, a little too late for that, Kim. <laughs> but we are gonna talk about that in a minute because that's a whole nother to talk today yeah. topic to talk about. Uh, yeah. Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. But a few more releases, real quick. Um, Lupe Fiasco made an album with Virgil, which is very surprising because. Virgil, honestly, is probably a bigger name than Lupe at this point. Yeah. I'm surprised they collabed. Um, I didn't even think Lupe would be cool with somebody like a Virgil because he yeah. seemed like anti that kind of thing, but very interesting. Uh, and also Kaylin Ellis, I don't know who that is. But they made a song, an album. I haven't bumped it, but I'm a big Lupe fan, so I want to know what you think, Biggie. What you think about this album? Um, I thought it was cool. I thought the production was pretty cool. It was uh really smooth. But um, yeah, I I thought I thought it was a well put together four track album <laughs> or okay. EP. Whatever. Wait, it's only four tracks. I want to say it's four or five tracks. So, it, the, okay, wait a minute. Sidebar. <laughs> what are we calling an album now? I don't know, man. How can we call these things albums, man? Are we we need to bring back the EP, the LP, the stuff, the mixtape. We can't call all this stuff albums, man. I felt like so, yeah. Oh, it's only five tracks. Oh, okay. So um I don't know. I just felt like with these songs, I felt like EP used to be like two tracks or or four mm-hmm. tracks. It used to be like four tracks as an EP. Or I, I don't know. I feel like Kanye they changed kinda... the designation on what an EP means now too. Yeah, I forgot because... what it is. I have to look it up. But they changed the actual definition of what an EP is now. Because an EP could technically be like what three tracks now? Yes, Two or three tracks, something crazy. And um, I feel like when Kanye released all them albums, where it was like five tracks on each, where they made it, cause uh, I guess technically an album. I felt like that's when it kind of changed the game a little bit where people release five-track albums. Okay, so an EP is four to six songs with a total duration of 30 minutes or less. Mm. So if the album is four to six songs, 30 minutes or less is an EP technically. Mm. So, hmm. But anyway, we digress. Uh, How did it actually sound, man? Was it cool? Yeah, I, I felt like it was put together well. Uh, a lot of talking in it. Um, I, I I guess that's Virgil. I really never heard him talk as much, so I'm guessing that's him. But um, I think the album was re- or EP was really put together. I I thought it was pretty smooth. Now I have to ask: Do you think him collabing with Lupe, who is a very conscious black rapper, is his way of making amends for all the? shit he's gotten into for not donating and complaining about the protests <laughs> I, in the early days of the George Floyd. Yeah, I think so. Unfortunately, okay. I think so. I I think it's something. Um yeah, I think it I think it's something Lupe was probably like, hmm, like I wouldn't mind, you know, you speaking some good stuff on the album. You know what I mean? So I think he kind of took this <laughs> opportunity 
to pair up with somebody. It's it's kind of like the it's kind of like the black person who the all lives matter person, mm-hmm. and they get a lot of slander. So they go they they link up with somebody conscious, like a yeah, like a um like a common or you know somebody that's you know they link up with them and they well protected. Like hey, see I'm I'm with Jay Z right now. And see, I'm you know I just I, stuff like that. I feel like yeah, I, I feel like that's exactly what it was with this. Or like Nick Cannon having a rabbi on his podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nick Cannon has completely done a 180. Man, he is walking the line. They they he um donated to uh, Jewish centers. He had a yeah. rabbi on his podcast. Yeah, yeah. they put him through the ringer, dog. Damn man, that that show you how powerful the shit he said. Yep. Like it, it made yep. pe- yeah. I, I told people when LeBron James gotta come out and apologize mm-hmm. for you know saying he got Jewish money. That's that show you how much LeBron power. said the he LeBron called the president of the United States a bum. <laughs> and he had to apologize for nodding his head to a lyric that wasn't even derogatory. Towards anybody, yeah, just because it mentioned Jewish, yeah, and that remind that tells you, man, all you need to know. Yeah. Honestly, man, we it, talk about that enough, but yeah, yeah I was, just tells you all you need to know about that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what else came out, man? Um, I'm seeing. Let me see. Oh yeah, I'm interested in this too. Currency and Harry fraud, fire. Outrunners, man. I want to hear this. I'm a big fan of Currency and Harry Fraud. Um, I think they they worked together a whole bunch in the past, yeah. and I'm glad they made a whole album finally. I'm gonna check this out, man. But how'd it sound? Man, it was it was lovely, man. I I enjoyed it. I listened to it like three times now. No, oh, damn. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a it's a really good it's a really dope album. The production on there was a one. Um. I, I I feel like currency is um, climbing up there with the Freddie Gibbs for me. I yeah. I know th- I I wasn't always the currency fan, but I feel like now his last couple projects and uh, is I don't know is he climbing up a different um, place for me, man? Is is dope. It, I don't even know. I, I just want you to listen to it, man. I'm a check it, man. It's, it's dope. Man. It is interesting you make the comparison because. Currency did kind of put, for me at least, Currency put uh, Freddie Gibbs on me. Yeah. Or because I hadn't heard of Freddie Gibbs until they had that song, Scotty Pippen, mm. that came out back in 2011. That's the first time I heard of Freddie Gibbs. And I was like, damn, this dude is fire. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad they finally made that tape together that came out like a couple years ago or last Daddy. year, whenever it came out. And I'm going to check this one, man, because Currency, the thing about Currency, he dropped a lot of projects. Yeah, and some are good, and some are just okay. I don't think he drops anything completely bad, but some stuff I listen to, and it's like, eh, I could have taken or leave or left it. But he'll drop some shit that's really good. Yeah. You know, the the one thing I like about currency is he he he's okay with working with one producer on one certain project. Yep. So I, I like that he did a whole project with Alchemist. I like that he'll do a whole project with you know. 808 Mafia, or he'll do a whole project with with um uh Harry Fraud. He mm-hmm. he's that type of guy that 
I, I could tell once he get in the studio with somebody, they just link up and make magic. So I, I, I really enjoy that about um, currency. And you get a different type of currency from it, too. Yep. So it's usually you got people that work with the same producers over and over and where shit starts sounding the same. But I feel like that's kind of keeping currency, you know, above water, just working with different people. And not just one song, but a, a whole project. It's really smart, man. I wish uh, more rappers would take that approach. Um, I think it would keep some people from sounding stale. Like, for example, I wish Future would work with more people, more uh, diverse production in his work. I wish the Migos, like a lot of the Atlanta people who just keep the trap sound and keep the Metro Boomins and South Sides, like mix it up, man. I know there's a lot of hot producers you got to work with right now. But once you get older and you're more of a veteran, I feel like you should be more open to do what currency does and mix up your sound so it don't sound stale, you yeah. know? Yeah, I, I would like to see even the top-notch rappers do this. Like, I would love to see a Jay-Z work with Harry Fraud or a Jay-Z do, like, a quick little something with another high-end producer, you know, or something exclusively with Just Blaze or... You know, yep. I, I wish they do more stuff like that. Like, I, I'm okay with, you know, a bunch of producers producing one album. But if it was like a, a, a Nas and Just Blaze exclusive album, yeah, like, I would be super excited about that. Or if I hear Nas and Harry Fraud or Nas and A-Rab Music or something, something like that, that makes sense. I would be super excited about that. Yeah, they should do it more, man. I think... Uh... Yeah, we need to hear more of that, and especially for the older rappers who sound stale a little bit once they've been in the game for so long, they should be more open to that. Yeah. Um, other stuff that came out, uh, 070, did you hear this A Guilty Conscience remix? Was that cool? Yeah, I 070 Shake and Tame Impala. Yeah, I, I heard it. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I like both of these artists. <laughs> And yeah, I, me too. I, I feel like they both should do a collab album or something. I feel like that album will probably be close to the album of the year. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know what genre it would be labeled under, but I think them two can make a dope-ass uh, dope album together. I think so, too, man. I got to hear that song, but I'm a fan of both of them. I know 070 Shake has taken some flack on Twitter because she has stood up for Kanye West. As and everybody she's else. saying people just don't understand him. <laughs> and she's getting a little bit of a kickback for that. She's getting flamed online. But uh, that aside, she does make good music. And, yeah, I'm going to check that song out, man. I like them both. Uh, also, Jaden Smith, <laughs> who uh, the Smith who's not in trouble, I guess, or in controversy right now. Not yet. Made <laughs> a song called Cabin Fever. Now, I've been an advocate for Jaden Smith music, man. I know how it sounds when you say Jaden Smith makes fire music. Yeah. But I've been the one standing and saying, hey, you got to listen to his first two albums, man. <laughs> Sire and Eris, like some of the songs are kind of, uh, but he be rapping, dog. Yeah, And he got some songs, man. Like, I will stand up for Jaden uh, no matter who's hating. <laughs> but this song is more of a R&B type of flavor. Am I right? It's more of a... Like a barefoot type of... Okay, like... <laughs> barefoot type of music on the beach. Yeah. 
Okay. Kind of a popish sound, like NGMT ish. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like it. this is my style, man. Okay. This, this some some I like the beat, but something about his voice is throwing me off, man. Maybe it's <laughs> just a singing don't really sound right to me. I was shocked he did something like this because this seemed more of like a Willow Smith type of vibe. Yeah. So, so I had to double check, like, is this Jaden? <laughs> but I kinda like it, man. He, um, the beat's cool. The what? beat's cool. I got the 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 lyric, like his voice sound wrong to me, but Maybe it's just I'm not used to it yeah. on that type of production. But <laughs> yeah, I'll check that song out too, man. They got some, um, they got some talented ass kids, man. It's, it's some weird kids, but they super talented. Like they could do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they are weird, but they are talented, man. So it's like you wonder if traditional parenting like sometimes produce I, I don't know man but I was talk- the whole setup is weird yeah I was talking to my wife about this and I kind of applaud the way they raise their kids like I'm not saying it's right or I'm not saying it's wrong but mm-hmm. I felt like they let them be who they want to be it, it was never a thing where you know I, I feel like they never came to them and said hey no you can't do this you got to you know, no, you can't, you know, wear this type of stuff or no, you can't do this to your hair, Willow, or no, you can't. I I felt like they threw all that out and just let them be who they want to be, which was, I mean, it, it looked weird to us, but I felt like they're in a super happy place where they doing whatever they want and they succeed and they, they're super open. It appears like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I think their family situation, yeah, I do applaud the fact that they let them be who they are. But at the same time, you know, if the Scientology shit is true, that's kind of a weird situation to grow up into. And plus the whole open marriage thing is weird. You know, they're hanging around August Alcina. Like they had to know what was going on there, you know? So it, it is weird. I don't know if I would be down a parent like that. And the yeah. thing is too, man, I understand why Jade, uh, Jada and Will just never broke up. You know, their kids are grown now, dog. So I understand why they're still together and trying to make this farce happen. They call it a bad marriage, like joke around and call it a bad marriage, man. Like, yeah, I don't get why they're trying to make this farce keep going. Like nobody cares if you together or not. anymore. Just break up. I wonder if kids are grown now. I wonder if it's a thing where it's cheaper to keep her. It could because be. it would be a hot mess trying to, you know, I guess divorce or separate. It's probably easier just to hey, do your thing, and you know, we we cool, we we gotta understand that we know, you know, we not upset at each other, or we're not going through something where I can't live there anymore. Yeah, maybe maybe you know, Jada needs some more attention, some different type of attention, <laughs> and it's know, cool man. entanglement, it. man. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Very weird, but uh yeah, it is what it is. Um other stuff came out. We're not gonna talk about it really, but they're big albums. So of course you gotta mention them at least. Taylor Swift, who's gonna go number one this week probably, dropped an album called Folklore. Um, I'm sure our special guest Joanna 
is very excited to see that. Plus Kanye's destruction. She texted me talking about how glad she is to see Kanye self-destruct. I'm like, yeah, okay. I bet all you Swifties are. <laughs> but uh, uh, Sam Smith dropped an album, Heartbreak. What the hell? Logic. Ha- Wait, what's what, that? What the hell happened to Sam Smith, man? People was talking about he was going to be the next male, uh, the male Adele at one point. Yeah, he, man. He he had a hit that he couldn't follow up on. Yeah. Like "Stay with Me" is just too good of a song. Like he can't, you can't match that. And I don't <laughs> think he's good enough to keep that kind of quality out. Yeah, pe- man. But, black. I mean, black people. I hate this term too, but. Black people had him invited to the cookout after those Duh, songs. They play that song on the R&B stations, <laughs> man, yeah. still to this day. Yeah. That's an incredible song. Kind of like, that's like Tennessee Whiskey. You know, that song, they play that shit on R&B <laughs> stations, too. There yeah. are certain songs that cross over that black people love, man, that are, despite the fact that they're white sounding as hell. Yeah. Stay, Stay With Me kind of sounds like a black R&B church song a little bit. Yeah. So I understand that, but I don't know what happened to him, man. I don't know if he just couldn't follow up that hit. He kind of reminds me of Daniel Caesar. Mm. You know, Daniel Caesar had an incredible song, but he could never really follow up on it. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what made him fall off more so than the Yes Jewel shit. Yeah. And I think when you have an incredible hit like that, the pressure is on for you to live up to it. And sometimes you just can't. You know, the inspiration yeah. for whatever made that song is gone. So yeah. you're kind of just stuck trying to chase a hit. But when you try too hard to make a hit, you can't make one. You know, it has to come naturally. Yeah, I, I got to I'm going to check this album out just to see what he sound like, because I wonder if he still make the type of music like the Stay With Me's or did he like branch off into a whole nother thing that we really don't like? And what I mean by we is like black people. Yeah. If it's some type of um, techno type of stuff or pop, two pop type of stuff. Because if he makes some more Stay With Me's, at least somewhere near that, I feel like Black Stations would still play it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I haven't heard his music, honestly, in a long time. It's new music, at least. So, um, yeah, let me know how that goes, if it sounds good. And if you say it sounds good, I'll take a listen. <laughs> I'm not going to actively seek it out. Yeah. Um, and also, good news this week for once. Logic has retired. He <laughs> dropped his last album, supposedly, called No Pressure. Um, and he also got a deal with uh, the streaming service Twitch, which is kind of like a streaming thing for gamers. You get on there and play games and shit. So I guess, I don't know who wants to see Twitch. Uh, huh? What is he going to do on there? play games i guess i don't know what he's gonna do on twitch i don't know why anybody would want to see him on twitch he's not really interesting or funny but whatever um <laughs> he dropped the album uh figgy did you hear any of this album man is it any good nah i didn't i think the okay. last the last project i attempted to listen to from logic was the one where he had the Wu, the whole wu-tang clan on it oh yeah that was oh, the last God. one and i was I was pretty upset that he he's he's the only one to get to pull that off. Like, can we can we discuss how Wu Tang are low key coons for some <laughs> okay. of this shit, man? Because number one, they they make a one million dollar exclusive album and sell it to Martin Shkreli, who 
is Who's famous a, for a jacking up diabetes medication or AIDS medication or whatever medication it was. And he went yeah. to jail for it. Yeah. And now the only song in recent memory that has all the members on it goes to Logic of All People. Yeah. I don't like it, man. I, I don't they should have stepped in and said something. Yeah. And this is it's really messed up because I feel like RZA can't even get everybody on one album or one track. Yep. And out of all people, Logic, Jay-Z couldn't even get Raekwon and Ghostface on one song. <laughs> he was supposed to be on that, um, I think that Madden Carter album. Oh, God. He was supposed to be on the one um, that, uh, have you ever feel in heaven? Oh, yeah, yeah, heaven. Yeah, he was supposed to be on that. Um, Raekwon, oh, wow. Yeah, Raekwon said he recorded his verse, and he said it was fire, but Ghost never showed up. <laughs> or it never oh came God. through. I don't know what Ghostface be doing, man. He seemed yeah. kind of rare for yeah. some reason. Yeah. It, it, shit, you got to be rare if you kind of duck Jay-Z on the verse. Yes. <laughs> but he, he always comes across like he has something more important to do. And I'm like, what, what are you? Are you what is Ghostface Killer doing right now, man? <laughs> That's more important than rap. Yeah. Why can't he make, like, there is still an audience for him to make music. And he don't really make music at all. Yeah, I, I don't get it. He I, can still rap. Yeah, I'm one in the audience. I I like that he still rap the same. Like I enjoy his music. I still listen to his music. He could. He's interesting enough. He could have his own YouTube show. He could have his own podcast. Like the last thing I remember that was hilarious is him going at Action Bronson. That <laughs> video he made, dog. At <laughs> me, I still play that sometimes just to get a laugh. Man, that shit was hilarious. <laughs> Yeah. He should have a podcast to show something. And it's just like he's somewhere in the midst. Like, I don't know where the fuck he be, man, or what he's yeah, doing. I don't know where he lives. I don't know if he's back in the streets or what, but <laughs> I don't get it. Damn. Yeah. But, but I digress. <laughs> Ghostface has disappointed me, much like this other person we're talking about right now. So, time to get into topics things that happened this week and of course we will lead off with the biggest thing that happened this week any hip-hop world and maybe political world kanye west is of course running for president supposedly in 2020 this year he thinks he's gonna beat biden off a write-in ticket and he had his first rally i believe it was in south carolina North Carolina, where was yeah, it? One of the Carolinas. Some Carolinas, a Carolina. Yeah. And he had his first impromptu uh, press conference. He showed up in a bulletproof vest <laughs> and he rambled on and on about complete bullshit that Kanye usually does. He usually puts his foot in his mouth. He did here too. Of course, y'all all heard him say that Harriet Tubman didn't really free the slaves. He just had them work for other white people. <laughs> and from then on it, everything just went really bad for him you know he went on a tweeting spree um, he tweeted a whole lot of shit that's now deleted most of it's deleted yeah. but he talked about Chris Jenner being like Kim Jong-un she called Chris he Jong-un. talked about <laughs> he's, yeah, Chris Jong-un <laughs> that was hilarious um, yes <laughs> he also said that he's been trying to divorce Kim ever since she had a meetup with Meek Mill to talk about, quote, prison reform, unquote. <laughs> alleging that she had an affair with Meek Mill. Yeah. 
and he tweeted a whole bunch of other stuff. He's basically just gone completely off the rails. Kim Kardashian did make a statement talking about how Kanye is bipolar and how he's been difficult to deal with, but they've been trying to make things work and to respect their privacy and blah, blah, blah. And basically blaming it on the bipolarness of him. And I think that basically summarizes things. Uh, what else is going on? He, I think he's back tweeting now. Oh, he mentioned he was he supposed to drop album. an album today yeah. yeah, or yesterday. Yeah. But of course it didn't come out like it usually does. When <laughs> I wasn't even looking for it, man. I knew it wasn't going to drop. <laughs> he was supposed to drop an album called Donda, named after his mother. And it didn't come out. He was supposed to drop a movie to a film or some shit. And that didn't come out either. So, yeah. Uh, things have kind of spiraled for Kanye West. So, Figgy, let me get your thoughts first, man. What do you, you think about the clips you heard from the press conference and the tweets you've heard or you've read since then? Uh, is he just off his meds or is he speaking some truth here? Uh, I would not be the person that say he's speaking some truth and y'all just don't understand him. <laughs> That's one thing. I was I was kind of sick of the people that were saying that. Like, I get it early on, him saying some stuff and um, people coming out saying, oh, you don't understand. Uh, you don't really understand them. I, I, at this point, like, man, like, who cares what we understand? Like, you, you just sound goofy right now. Like, nobody else is going around saying this about Harriet Tubman. And I, I don't know. I just don't get it. But as far as the, the – um, depressor or whatever that was going around. I don't know. He just sounds stupid, man. It's just it's just stupid. And I'm a fan. Not you know, I'm a big fan. But it's no way I could sit here and, and try to defend this. I like I don't know what it is. I don't know if he off his meds or if he he's really going through some type of mental breakdown. But to me, like for you to go to South Carolina or wherever it was to do a whole, you know, I guess uh, election thing or to some type of press conference or whatever it was. It and and the press that that looked is so damn weird. Like yes. I don't even know if I like if somebody invited me to go. I don't even know if I would have went. That just looked like a uncomfortable environment. But I don't know. I like I, I thought he was off base. I think anybody's who who mentioned anything about slavery way back in that time and trying to say oh no that was wrong or this i feel like you all base like we wasn't there like we we got most of the stories so i, I don't want to hear nobody saying oh she actually didn't free the slaves like how, how like how do you know like where is that information at so like i i really don't get where he was coming from i don't understand why he had to bring that part up but um yeah, I, I thought it was whack. Um, I, I seen I seen the other part of him saying pretty much how every kid should, you know, everybody with a kid should get a million dollars or something like that. Did okay. You, did you see, yeah, I thought that was kind of goofy. Like, where the hell is, are you going to get this money from? But I just, I thought it was really silly. And uh, the whole tweet storm thing afterwards it was to me. It was kind of sad. People, I ain't really like people bashing him, saying he need to shut up or blah 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 blah. 
I I thought it was really sad, man. I I kind of mm-hmm. felt some type of way. I I felt like he wasn't right. I don't know if he was drinking. I I don't know what it was, but to me it was really sad. And I was praying to God that nothing happened after that. I I, I was praying that, you know, because usually we see stuff like this right in front of our eyes, and then yeah, next thing you know it something happened like you know we we sat there and watched Whitney Houston all this time all these years and people you know we all made the you know the crackhead jokes and the all this other stuff and you know she ended up dying of an overdose so I I just when I seen them tweeting all of that I just kind of felt the way a little bit and um the other part about that too I felt like a lot of people I, I I never seen this many people, I guess, I don't want to say cancel Kanye, but I seen a lot of people, a lot of big name people saying, man, this dude has lost it. I'm done with him type of thing. I never seen that before. I don't know if the Harriet Tubman kind of rubbed everyone the wrong way. Yeah. But I felt like I was kind of worried, like, damn, maybe he might get canceled for saying this because I'd never seen so many big name people or big name players come out and say hey man this like nah Kanye this ain't it like usually it's kind of like us but I seen a lot of big name white people say it so I I was kind of like damn like maybe shit maybe this might be the end of Kanye maybe he might not <laughs> do that much maybe he might get shut down but I, I thought it was sad man like I never want to see nobody go on Twitter rants like that and, and spill all that business out like that, even though it might it's, it's juicy for us, but like I'm not used to, you know, I I don't like seeing this Kanye. I wish he could get better. Yeah, I agree, man. Um, and I'm reading some more stuff too. Uh, I forgot to mention the whole abortion thing. He did bring up the fact that he is anti-abortion. He brought up the fact that his father apparently wanted to abort him when he was conceived. And he also mentioned there was a conversation with Kim about um, having the abortion for Northwest, his daughter. And I think she's probably really upset about that. Um, Apparently she is meeting with divorce lawyers now I've heard reported. Um, And that's one of the things she's really upset about. She didn't want that to be public information. So yeah, this, this rally was really strange, man. And Every time I think that Kanye might finally have it together and might be serious about something, he proves me wrong to where now I'm just like, I don't expect anything serious to come from him ever again, man. I, I can res- look the presidency thing. I figured he would run for president ever since Trump won because that was his boy. And that proved that a celebrity can make it being the president, even the most ridiculous one that we thought should never be the president can now be the president. Now, the president is set now. So the thing about it is, man, nobody got in his ear and said, hey, do a scripted speech. Hey, only talk about this. Like Kanye is so narcissistic. He has to go off the rails and just talk about whatever he wants to talk about. And like you said, man, he I'm not going to say he's not smart. I think he's very creative, but I think when it comes to public speaking, he comes off as stupid because he doesn't know how to word certain things. Yeah. Now, the Harriet Tubman thing, man, 
I listened to everything he said around. I, I heard, I didn't hear the whole speech, but I heard a longer clip of the Harriet Tubman thing. And I understood what he was trying to say. He was trying to say that uh, we are still mental slaves because we don't own anything. We all work for white people. I still don't like that because I don't like that being compared to real slavery because slavery, we can choose not to work. You can't choose to not be a slave. They didn't have a choice to do shit, man. And they were getting beat and raped. Yeah. It was way worse than not owning your own design company. Yeah. You know, which he thinks is slavery. (laughs) But he was trying to make the point that we, we were still slaves even after slavery ended in one form or the other. I don't agree, but the way he said it is the worst way you can say something like that to say Harriet Tubman didn't free slaves because they had to work for other white people. The difference is they got paid for that work and they weren't getting beat or raped. Yeah. So I don't like when anybody calls anything modern slavery. I don't like when football people, players call the NFL like slavery or the NCAA like slavery. Because you don't have to go play sports, man. You don't, you have a choice. It's a luxury. <laughs> yes, it really is, man. But they don't see it that way. And I get how they those institutions are unfair to players. I get that. It's not slavery. Slavery was something we can't even comprehend as free people today, man. We can't even imagine how bad that was, really. Yeah. The, the only thing I could probably say that is similar to slavery, probably, is prison. <laughs> To yes. me, that's more like slavery. <laughs> yes, it is. And yeah, they that's yeah, it really honestly, the closest thing is not apples and no apples to apples. It's yeah, slavery was worse. Yeah. At least you but prison is pretty bad, especially maximum security prisons where they just yeah beat the shit out of you for no repercussion. Yeah, it's funny. I um I found out this cool little fact that I didn't even think about. They, uh, once they banned slavery in the United States, I found out that that's when they first, uh, I guess a couple years later, is that's when they first brought in, um, start creating prisons. That's when they start creating prisons and, you know, police and stuff like that. It That was, yeah. it was never, it was no prisons um, during slavery. Yeah, they, they, I think they changed the format of it. I know there was a lot of fuckery after slavery ended where they basically said, if you're accused of any crime, you have to go be a slave again, basically. You have to work off your time. So they send you to a plantation and basically make you a slave again if they thought you were a criminal. Yeah. You know, so there was a lot of fuckery involved with the end of slavery, man. It wasn't just the magical end and everybody was free and happy. Yeah. Nah, man, there was a lot of fuckery involved. Dog. Yeah. They still fucked over black people for a long time after that. Yeah, they made prisons and end up, you know, putting black people in prisons. Yes. <laughs> so that's And then you have to now you have to work for free. Yeah. Now you can't vote. Now you have no rights. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of is more like slavery, man. It's so a modern day especially slavery. if you there for some bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can understand if you kill somebody, but if you're there for a weed charge and then people out here selling legal weed and making money off it and getting white, rich. White, yeah, white people buying these weed companies. And, yep. Yeah, it's it's insane. It really is, man. But back to the Kanye thing, I do have to say this. Um, now, what the tweet stuff, 
I kind of feel bad for laughing at it because I don't think he meant for it to be funny, but it just came off as funny to me. Him saying that he knows the movie Get Out was about him <laughs> and all kinds of crazy shit. He said uh, it's white supremacy for a Chris Jenner to do something or some crazy shit. I forget. Uh, something like they wanted to take his phone away. He's called it white supremacy for Kim Kardashian or Chris Jenner. One of them. I don't know. I thought it was funny. But uh, anyway, I do think of this whenever people call somebody crazy. I think of that interview that Dave Chappelle did on Oprah right after he quit the show. And he talks about how he doesn't like the word crazy because everybody called Dave Chappelle crazy when he left and went to Africa. And he said he doesn't like that word because it's dismissive. You know, when you when you don't understand somebody, you say they're crazy. And that's kind of a fucked up label to put on somebody. I understand Kanye is bipolar. I think he is. We saw that at the rally. He cried like really for no reason during his rally. And he cried hard. Yeah. And he got very excitable and he got very up and down during the whole speech. And it was a short speech too. But I don't think that makes him a liar because he's bipolar. And Kim Kardashian didn't say any of the stuff he said was untrue. She just kind of said, hey, he's mentally ill. Which insinuates that, well, he's just crazy and this is all crazy talk. Which I think is kind of fucked up because if she did fuck around with Meek Mill and we learned about it this way, yeah, that's a private matter, but I mean, that is fucked up too. Yeah. So also it's funny that Meek Mill is like the most gossipy rapper out there (laughs) and his name is in the middle of all this shit too. Yeah. Somehow. (laughs) Um, there was another NFL player who was on a podcast recently that said that Meek Mill took his girl. Oh, shit. Damn. I forget whose podcast it was, but yeah, like he's always in the middle of some drama somehow. <laughs> and now he's being accused of being with Kim Kardashian. Mm. And so it's funny now he's always involved in this shit. And he's very messy himself. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know if just because Kanye is off his meds or if he's bipolar means that he's lying about Kris Jenner being manipulative and Kim Kardashian having affairs and cheating on him, you know? So there is that. Um, But yeah, I worry about him too. I saw Dave Chappelle flew out to check on him. So uh, a good thing that he has friends in his camp that are coming to him. Hopefully he calms down. I think if he's, keeps up this presidency shit, he's going to go insane, man. Yeah. So he needs to stop that. I don't know why he's doing that. I think, I don't know. I don't know if it's just attention he wants or he thinks he can actually do it. But imagine if he's just like this on his first rally, dog. Imagine if he actually got elected. It's like <laughs> It will be probably 20 times worse than, you know, yes. President Trump. People don't want to admit that, but dog, Kanye West as president we we wouldn't make it past the second year, dog. We we yeah. would be completely destroyed by this yeah. fool. He would nuke some country just because he ain't like how he. <laughs> yeah, because like, they ain't buy his it would album. Be worse than Trump. Yeah, I, yeah, I would probably move to Canada, man. 
<laughs> we would have to, dog. We would, the black people would have to move out this country, man. Yeah. Like a reverse immigration where fucking we just go somewhere else. And then, yeah, because yeah, Kanye, he has to stop this presidential campaign. I think it's bad for his health. I think it's bad for his family. Yeah. Um, he's to focus on if his family's really being withheld from him, which he seems like he's alleging that they are. He got to work on that. Kim is probably going to divorce him. I think that's coming soon. We'll find out about that. I, I think she has had enough now. Yeah. And to her credit, publicly, she has always stood by him. Yeah, she never said a bad thing about him. Never. Even when he was on some fucked up shit, tweeting crazy stuff, she always stood by him. And she's always said the right things in public. I don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but publicly, she's always stood by him. I think she's done now and people will understand like they're probably gonna get divorced now. So it is what it is. He got to focus on his family and his music or whatever he wants to do now, man, because this campaign is too much. It's too much for us and it's way too much for him. So yeah. Hope he gets better, but yeah, me too. Because like, I, I really don't want anything to happen to him, man. Because I would, yeah, I, me neither, man. I, like I would be, de- I, you know, I'm always devastated whenever a bit town celebrity or athlete is killed or dies. I just, yeah, I just don't, you know. I know, we, I know he haven't made a good album in a minute, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, he's still important to this, this, um, this industry, man. And the last thing I want to hear about is him passing away or, or something like that. And you know, like I said, we we look we witnessing it right now. We looking at everything. We see it. So, like, I think this world would be heartbroken <laughs> if something was to happen to Ye. They would be, man. And that's also how I feel about people who are making fun of him and trashing him and saying he's a piece of shit. Like, fine if you think that way, but keep the same energy if he actually dies. Yeah. You know, I don't want to hear nothing about y'all making these think pieces about how great his music was and how much he meant to you when you shit on him when he was sick and clearly needed help. Yeah. So there's that, but hopefully it don't come to that, man. I don't think it will. I think he'll, he'll get the help he needs and he'll dial it back. It seems like he only does this shit when he's dropping stuff, man. That's why I wonder sometimes if this is all just a, we're getting played. Yeah. That's because man, that's been silent for so long. Yeah. He ain't said shit since he dropped his last album. And now yeah. suddenly he's dropping all this shit again, man. Yeah. I actually thought he was in a great place because remember he was doing the gospel album. Yeah. And, you know, he, uh, yeah, he was like in a great place. So I was actually proud. Like, damn, he not going on these crazy rants. You know, he looked like he in good spirits. It looked like the marriage was in good spirits, but I guess apparently it's not. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, I, I don't like it. I really don't like to see anybody like this, man. This is very uncomfortable. You could, you know, you could tell something mentally is going on. Like, I don't know if it's, you know, it, it seemed like it been like this once his mom passed. Once his yeah. mom passed, it seemed like it never been the same. And with you being a high profile celebrity like that, he probably never even got help. He he probably never went through no type of therapy. So it, it, I know it's hard. I know it's hard on him. But I I just hate to see him, you know, going out like this. 
Yeah, me too. Hopefully he gets the help he needs, man, because it's tough. But, uh, yeah, we'll keep an eye out on that, of course. And like I said, November, I think is going to just going to be completely insane for all of us. So preparing for that, preparing for the worst. And hopefully he just drops out completely. So we don't have to even deal with this shit no more. Coming from him, at least. Yeah. So some more shit happened this week we got to talk about. Um, Megan the Stallion. First off, where is Drea from? I don't even know who this girl is. I keep seeing her name everywhere, but I don't really know what she's from. What is Dre actually from? Uh, I'm not quite sure. Do you I, know? Nah, I, I really don't know who she is. She's one of these girls who just appeared out of nowhere and everybody talks about her, but I don't know where actually where she came from. I don't know if it was a real housewives thing or what she was from, but Drea was on some kind of podcast called Glock Topics. Yeah, <laughs> Glock Topics. And she made some comments. Do you have this clip pulled up, Figgy? Yeah. She made some comments about um, Meg the Stallion allegedly being shot by Tory Lanez in the foot. And it's made all black Twitter, especially the the feminists, (laughs) feel a certain way about what she said. Because women do love her. Black women love Drea for some reason. Yeah. But... She got a little flack for this. She made some comments about uh, Meg Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez's incident, and it sounded like this. I think. No, nope, already fucking up. Okay. No, no. <laughs> I'm protecting you. I predict. I'll take it. <laughs> I predict that they had some sort of Bobby and Whitney love that, you know, drove them down this snapped esque mm. type of road and mm. I'm here for it. I like that. I want you to like me so much you shoot me in the foot too. Like But as long <laughs> What as, the whoa that is very Dre like drop man. a grenade. What the you want you what? I want you to like me so much that if I'm trying to get out the car and you're like no <laughs> sit your fucking ass she in repeats. the car and she I'm repeats. like no nigga I'm fucking getting out the car. No, you're not. He shoot you in the foot. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You gonna and, fuck and, yeah, that nigga. No, I'm not going in nowhere. This moment, are you going? Drea just went viral. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, look, and she looking like okay, like okay. And she did go viral. She did go viral. Now, sidebar, real quick. Can we have a discussion about how everybody online is gonna act like this ain't true? But I think me and you, Figgy, know a lot of hood women actually do want this, this type of romance. Yes. She, yeah, I don't think she said nothing crazy as far as um, as far as what she wants, because she mentioned what she, you know, she want a nigga like that. Mm-hmm. That one said, get your ass back in the car, bye, whatever. I thought it was a, uh, I mean, I thought it was a bad joke. I, I, you probably it's probably not the right time to joke around about shit like that because we we honestly don't know what happened, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's hard to sit there and, and and laugh about it and say oh this probably happened or whatever we we don't know, but a lot of women do like that type of shit. <laughs> but I digress. We've gotten far from the topic. So the Megan a stallion thing. So she did respond on Twitter. She made a couple tweets. She said, uh, dumb bitch, that shit ain't fucking funny. Who the fuck jokes about getting shot by a nigga? And fuck all the hoe-ass niggas making jokes about it, too. I'll talk about shit when I get ready. 
now she's calling out Drea and everybody laughing at the whole situation, saying it's not funny. And this goes back to our last podcast with Brandon, where she's getting upset about the jokes, but it's weird because we don't really know what happened fully. Now, I did read something on Media Takeout, so take it however you will. They they still around? <laughs> yeah, it is, about them. apparently. But uh, I did read something that alleges that Tory Lanez is going to claim he was he shot Meg in self-defense because apparently she got real drunk at the party and she saw Kylie Jenner pressing up on uh, Tory Lanez and she got jealous. She got violent and he is apparently going to claim that he shot her in self-defense, which is still... Still. I don't want to say it's funny, but if you got to shoot a woman to get her off of you, you probably shouldn't be dating that woman. Period. But, I mean, but look at it this way. I'm not trying to defend Tory or nothing like that, but he is 5'3", 120. Yeah. She like I've heard that excuse, man. Like, oh, she was he, like he was she was probably beating his ass. She probably, she had probably him in was. The headlock or something. But nah, man. Like That's even still- if that Assuming that's true and he goes to court, he says that and he gets off because of that. You can never make any type of urban music ever again, dog. If you had to shoot a woman to get her off you, no matter how big she is, she's a woman. Your girl. Yeah, you still you still a bitch ass nigga, man. If you gotta if you gotta shoot a girl off of you. Like you, I mean, it, you you just gotta take that L, man. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, and I'm not that type of guy. I feel like all violence is wrong, even mm-hmm. if a, a girl hitting a guy is wrong. But like you, you can't shoot nobody, man. You can't shoot, especially uh, your girl, dog. If yeah. it was a random woman, that's one thing. This girl you're dating, supposedly, <laughs> and, and you and have to drunk? shoot her because she got upset with you. Yeah, that's ridiculous. She's man. clearly Meg the Stallion too, dog. So Meg is going to apparently talk about things when she's ready. Um, And I think that'll help illuminate things and it'll help get people on her side. But right now, all we have is speculation. Yeah. You know, uh, Andrea was being honest about what she wants. I don't think, I don't know if she was really making fun of the fact that Megan got shot. It just sounded bad because it was about the situation. Yeah. But now we know if you date Drea, She's cool you shooting her in the foot because <laughs> she wants that type of love. Yeah. So. And, and all women want that. Or I ain't going to say all, but most women want that type of love too. Most, most hood women at least, man. Most And the other ones who aren't. A girl, but, stopped, yeah. a girl stopped talking to me because she felt like I wasn't hood enough. Yep. We've all had those black like, men who are somewhat educated, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, just because I don't smoke weed or... You know, do all this dumb shit. I'm being nice to you. I don't yep. know, man. <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's a minefield out there. And you realize when you talk to these women, you realize why niggas act like they do. You know, yeah. because women want that, dog. And it's like, all right, I'm not going to be that, but I wish you the best and whoever you deal with. I just don't want you to. I don't want to hear anybody who wants that type of man to say niggas ain't shit ever again. <laughs> If that's what you want. I don't want to hear Drea ever talk shit about men, especially black men. Yeah. If this is what she wants. Yeah. I so. think I think women, I think the right type of women need to call her out for that. 
Some of them have. Yeah, I think they. Yeah, because it's it's really women that's in terrible situations with you know abusive boyfriends or husbands. Yeah. And she's saying she don't mind that type of stuff. It's people lost their lives because of that. Yes. So I and think, I gotta go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say I think women need to call her out for that. Tell her she a, a dumbass for even saying that stupid shit. Now a few did to be fair, but. I got to be real, man. The same thing about the Will and Jada, if it was reversed. If a man said this shit, he would get, he would be blasted. He would be banned from Twitter. <laughs> he would get canceled in the worst <laughs> way. And all the blue check women would come out and say, fuck this dude. He ain't shit. Women have died. I did not see that really for Drea. Yeah, I, didn't I saw either. people say like, ooh, honey child, you wrong on this one. Yeah. <laughs> now, oh, I, that's it. I felt like more people was upset because it was close to Meg because Meg got a nice little following where yeah. people stick up for Meg. So I felt like a lot of people was more upset because um, Meg came out and said and tweeted that, and it was a, and I felt like they was attacking her because of that. But I ain't hear nobody talk about uh, her preference. <laughs> yeah, man, and. Like I said, if it was a man that said this shit, even if it was the same way Drea said it was talking about her prep, his preference, he would have got killed over it. But Drea, she gonna be fine because <laughs> women love her for whatever reason. Yeah. So it is what it is. Um. So other stuff that happened. Oh yeah, Nicki Minaj is pregnant. Yeah, I, I seen some she, of the pictures. Yeah, she had a pregnancy rollout picture like every famous woman does now, <laughs> showing a full look. She's damn near about to pop at this point. Yeah, uh, she is pregnant with her husband. Um, I forget his name already. Something Petty, Mister Petty. <laughs> yes, who is a uh, sex offender <laughs> and et cetera, et cetera. You know his rap sheet. Yeah, throw that out nigga. there, huh? <laughs> yeah. So there's that. I have no take on that. Like, good for her, I guess. She did say she was stepping away from music to start a family. So whatever. <laughs> like, ta- good for time. her. She got pregnant. But yeah. she, she yeah. what, around 40 years old? Close to 40? I, I think, I know she's in her 30s. How old is she, actually? Upper 30s, I think. Uh, she is 37. Yeah, almost. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Time, Good for her. Good yeah. for her. Um, and what else? Oh, yeah. We got to talk this bullshit, too. <laughs> so, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. are apparently going to have a eight round exhibition match, I believe, in the near future. I don't even care what date it is. I'm not going <laughs> to look it up. You ain't going to watch I'm it. I'm very disappointed. I'm very disappointed this is happening. Figgy, what do you think about it, man? I'm a little disappointed too, man. Are you going to watch it? Um, I got the jailbroken fire stick, so. <laughs> <laughs> if everybody tweeting it, I'm, I'm going to get it for free. <laughs> so yeah. if everybody tweeting about it, I'll probably go and look at it. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Maybe I'll bring it to the station and, and have a little watch party. <laughs> watch this but it's, it's going to be terrible, man. Like, I don't want to see a 53-year-old anybody box. Yes. Yeah. All right, I, I'm a boxing fan. I'm not going to say I'm a boxing purist because I don't watch it all the time. I don't know all the new names, but I'm a boxing fan, man. And I'm a fan of Mike Tyson. I got a Mike Tyson shirt on, dog. Okay. Like, I'm a big fan of Mike. 
And I don't like this. Um, I think people got too gassed up on those one minute training videos of him boxing for a few rounds. Mm-hmm. And they think, oh, Mike Tyson could still go go today. He could win a heavyweight Man. championship today. Like, no, he can't. Wait, wait a minute. I got to I gotta call somebody out for this, man. <laughs> Go ahead. So, um, my dude, Clint Sterner, that's that's my guy. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I love that dude. But I was, it was a couple weeks ago. I guess it was around the time where that video did come out. Yeah. But this dude said he can, um, he, he said he can beat, uh, Mike Tyson can beat Tyson Fury. No, <laughs> like at, man, the, no. at the age he had now. Yeah. I'm like, nah, you tripping, man. <laughs> Mike Tyson would get killed. Okay. Now, people, like, I get why, like, if you're a casual, I know Clint's a football guy. He's not really a boxing guy. So if you look at the video and looking, like, Tyson Fury is a flabby kind of guy. You know, you don't look at him and say he's physically intimidating. And you see Mike Tyson, who is ripped to shreds, it looks fast. And you could say, I understand the mentality, but he's wrong. And if you watch boxing, you know he's wrong. <laughs> Mike Tyson, people don't remember how he went out. He went out super sad, dog. Yeah. He lost to complete bums and he was getting knocked out. Yeah. And this was like 15 years ago, man. Yeah. So uh Mike Tyson. I'm glad that he's in a healthier space because I know for a long time he was very depressed, abusing drugs, sex addict, all this stuff. I'm very well versed in the story and I'm glad he's doing well. I don't think he should be boxing again. It's going to end sad. He is not in the shape. His body is broken over years of abuse and fights. And no matter how good he looks in the Instagram clip, that's only one minute long. But you got to look at it too. That like, I'm not questioning Mike Tyson as a fighter, you know, in the streets. I'm, yes. I'm, sure, I'm sure he could probably whoop everybody ass in the streets. Like, that's somebody you do not want to mess with. But I just think stepping in the ring in a professional boxing match is totally different. I'm sure some older – I'm sure Terrell Owens can still play football out in the streets. I'm mm-hmm. sure he's still fast. I'm sure he's still athletic. But – Playing on an NFL team is to- that's that's totally different. So I just don't see. I, I don't know. Maybe yeah, hopefully it's for some type of little. You know, I'm I'm kind of glad he's fighting Roy Jones at least. I'm just yeah. glad he's not trying to step in the ring with a, a professional active boxer. But I still don't think it's going to end well. I think it's. I think I think they both going to probably be tired as fuck by the yes. the third round, fourth round. I think it's going to be. I, yeah, I don't even. It's probably gonna be a fucking draw, man. I don't. I don't even see nobody getting knocked out. I feel like they're just gonna be tired. This is gonna be boring. So, yeah, I don't. I don't know why he's doing it. <laughs> I think it's a money grab, and it's an easy money grab. I get it, but I feel like he doesn't really need this. He's successful. He has his own like weed company now. I think he got the podcast. He has his own podcast. What's that? I say yeah. He got his own podcast. Yeah. And Roy Jones Jr. is another one who should have stopped fighting a long time ago before he actually stopped fighting. Um, he went out really sad, too. And it was sad to see him in his last fights because he used to be so great. And he was getting constantly knocked out to the point where I wonder if he had CTE, because when you hear him talk, dog, it's 
is painful sometimes. You can tell sometimes he don't really know what he's saying or where he is. Mm. So I don't think either of them should be boxing. I think people on social media just got gassed up over a clip they saw reposted and said, oh, he could still go today. Nah, uh, man, he can't. Yeah, they I can't. I, It'll I, be sad. Yeah, I seen that same clip, and I, I thought the clip was super impressive. Yeah. But not enough for me to say, hey, you know, maybe he could step in the ring. Nah. I think he can whoop somebody's ass. <laughs> I of think course it, he I can. Think, I think if somebody he touched can... his daughter or something like that, he like that video you saw, he, I can see him doing that to somebody. Yes. I just don't see it in a professional match where you got another guy playing defense and, you know, all these different rules and stuff. I just don't see him going round for round like that, like the old Mike Tyson. It'll be really sad, man, even if it's scripted because it's an exhibition match, so it doesn't matter who wins or loses. And I feel like it might be somewhat scripted, but still, it's going to be sad to watch, man. And it's going to be two old slow guys <laughs> trying to go at it for one more time It's going to be sad to watch. It's going to remind everybody how old you are because you remember back when Mike Tyson and Roy Jones were actually elite and yeah. unstoppable. Yeah. On, and now on they're t- 50 years the old plus. Yeah. Shells of themselves. <laughs> so whatever, man, people are hyped up about it. Hope y'all enjoy being disappointed. <laughs> but I'm not gonna watch. I'm gonna try to avoid it. I'm gonna try to avoid it, man. Man, you know social media gonna be like, hey, oh man, oh, it's coming on tonight. You gonna? Oh, well, up, of course they are. They're gonna be hyped up. Yeah, for it. you end up looking for a link. Now I might. I, I'm not gonna say I won't, but I will try not to, man. Because <laughs> like anybody who follows combat sports, like they know this shit's a joke, and it's all for the people who didn't even watch Mike Tyson, just saw a bunch of YouTube clips mm-hmm. and then saw that Instagram thing and said, oh, he could still go. Yeah, so nah. <laughs> whatever, man. I hope y'all knock yourself out. I'm not going to knock people for being excited, yeah. whatever, any, but any old boxer, it's going to be sad. Any old older boxer can do that. Like what Mike Tyson did in that little short video, Evander Holyfield could do that. Yes. I, I'm sure um, if um, Muhammad Ali, if he was you know around the age of 50, and didn't have the, you know, or I don't know um, when he had Parkinson's, but I'm sure it, uh, Muhammad Ali at 50 years old could probably do that same thing, get shredded. Yeah, another do- one that went out really sad, too. Yeah. Muhammad Ali, his last fights against Larry Holmes were awful. Yeah. But- so, yeah, I, they just, yeah. I don't know. I, I appreciate the videos. I just yeah. don't need to see a, a match. One of the worst things, if you follow boxing, one of the worst things is that nobody ever knows when to quit. Same thing with UFC, too. Nobody really knows when to quit in boxing or MMA. They always think they got it like Anderson Silva, for example, in UFC. Anderson Silva used to be one of the greatest of all. He is the greatest of all time, probably. Mm. Anderson Silva used to beat people and be swaggy while doing it. Mm. But he is 40 plus now and he won't stop fighting and he keeps losing. But he won't stop. And when you get gassed up by the fans like this, I just hate to see it, man. I wish people would be like, no, you're already a legend. Mike, you're a legend. Roy Jones, you're a legend. You ain't got to do this. We'll support you in other ways. You ain't got to get in the ring and embarrass yourself like that. Yeah, it's it's not like the NBA where, you know, you trying to chase, you know, six championships or... Yes. Or MVPs and stuff like that. Like, you could go a good 35 and 0... 
<laughs> and yeah, be cool and just bow yes. out. Be, that's why I, I kind of res, uh, respect Floyd Mayweather for how he did with his career. Like you could you could kind of question the people he fought and how he fight, mm-hmm. but he never took an L. <laughs> yeah, and, and he's still good. I mean, we can't pull up the last match he fought and look god awful and got m- molly whopped or embarrassed. So I, I kind of respect that for Floyd. I, I, I respect that he kind of bowed out. And, yeah, you know, <laughs> and I think he's he. I think he's gonna fight again, unfortunately too. But I, I just hope he won't keep going way past the fact because you know Floyd is the one of the exceptions where he don't fight a lot, so he's still relatively healthy in terms of being able to box. But he's still getting older, and he still has money problems sometimes. So I think he gets the itch to go back and get another big payday. Yeah. So and plus the way he fights too. He's not like yeah. a, he's not like a knockout artist or he, he he's pretty much a defensive boxer. Yeah, he, he don't, don't take a lot of damage. He don't take a lot of hits. So yeah, I, yeah, I think somebody like that could fight a couple more times. But yeah. he, and, and plus he kind of pick his opponents. Yeah. <laughs> so he People not who... he not out there trying to fight Triple G. Was, yeah, Triple G. He, yeah, he's not out there trying to you know go after the best. There was word that uh, he's actually going to fight Adrian Broner. Was that so, true? I didn't know yeah. if that was true or not. Uh. I don't know if it's true. That's the last thing I heard. Let me look it up to be, to be exactly sure. <laughs> I don't know if it's 100% sure. Okay, maybe it was fake. I don't know. That's what I heard might happen. I think that might happen. If Floyd would win that one easy because Broner yeah. is kind of a bum too. Yeah. So... Yeah, but other boxers, like, point being, I, I'm just disappointed this is even <laughs> happening. But, oh, yeah, also, Nate Robinson versus some guy, Jake Paul, I guess a YouTuber, <laughs> on on an undercard. So this is uh, the whole event's like a joke, basically. You know, mm-hmm. Nate Robinson, of all people, going to fight somebody, and it's some YouTube guy. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So whatever. <laughs> Bring out Chris Brown and Soldier Boy, too, while you're at it. Why not? Make yeah. it a whole fucking joke. Yeah, I, <laughs> bring out some rappers. Man. I wouldn't be surprised if they bring somebody else on. Yeah, they probably will. Yeah, yeah probably they some, probably will. Some type of other celebrity or something. Some random people having a problem. Uh, didn't uh? Oh yeah, Dana White and uh, what's his name want to fight too? Uh, what's his name? Dan Levitard. <laughs> <laughs> They've been going back and forth about fighting. Oh, yeah, so maybe they'll fight on the undercard too. Who knows? <laughs> I would uh, probably want to see that. <laughs> Yeah, that should be hilarious. <laughs> so sports are back, man. Um, MLB is back. NBA is doing scrimmage games now. They start on the 31st. So sports are back. It's crowdless, um, audienceless. In some cases, no crowd noise at all, not even fake stuff. Um, have you watched any of this, Figgy? And what's your take on the new uh, quarantine sports that we're watching right now? Yeah, I watched um I watched basket the NBA and the MLB. And um it was it was really weird watching um the NBA, man. Like it was super quiet. All you hear is the sneakers and the basketball. <laughs> like usually you hear the crowd and you know, when it get, you know, neck and neck, then it start it get really loud depending on where you at. It, it's super weird without the crowd, man. But with that being said, I I did watch MLB too. I think the fake crowd noise is awful. 
Mm. I, I think it's goofy. <laughs> Me watching a baseball game and seeing nobody in the crowd, but you hear a crowd. I think that's the goofiest thing you can do. I think I think not having a crowd noise, to me, I, I felt like we would understand it and it's something we can remember. We can rem- you know, we never thought about having a baseball game or a basketball game with no crowd. So for us, I mean, for that that happened, I felt like we will always remember that and we will somewhat enjoy it. And we will really enjoy it once it, it get back to normal where, where it is a crowd. I just think that the fake crowd noise is dumb. I agree, man. Um, I haven't actually watched any of these yet. Um, I'm sure I will watch the NBA when it's actually fully back. Baseball, I don't really give a shit about it, I'll be honest. So I'll watch <laughs> it if it's just on. It's only 60 games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is shorter in the season. So I, I, I'll probably watch a couple here or there. But um, I do watch a lot of UFC. And that's been going on without a crowd for months now. And I actually like that without the crowd. You know, I don't think the crowd adds a whole lot. And I think without them, you hear the punches more. You hear the kicks more. You hear them talking to each other. You hear the coaches talking. You hear a lot of sounds you don't hear with the crowd, man. Mm. So I actually like UFC without a crowd. Um, I think sports are, like, it's interesting. Like, you might as well not do the crowd noise. There's no reason to do it. I know Fox is doing something where they're going to have, like, the virtual crowd with people actually I guess, virtually watching on a computer and cheering. So it's actually kind of legit. And that's whatever. We'll see how that sounds. You know, there's definitely going to be some porn on some shit or (laughs) (laughs) somebody fucking around. But uh, I don't like the fake crowd noise. I think it's silly. Um, And we all know what this is. We might as well enjoy like a a one-off season. You know, yeah. and enjoy the cr- the crowdless spectacle. Yeah, I don't see the point in adding some fake shit just so it sounds normal. Well, this is not normal, man. We know it's not normal. It's weird, but yeah. let's just accept the weirdness and go with it. Yeah, I, I agree. Know, I, I know baseball is a super quiet sport, so maybe that's why they're a little scared about it being too quiet because it's already quiet with the crowd. You know, yeah. and it, it can get real silent, I guess, when there's nobody there because everybody's kind of spread far apart. But I'm, I'm like, fuck it, man. Let's just do it. Don't do the fake crowd noise. It's kind of insulting because we all know what's going on. So yeah, even um, like I ain't gonna lie because I still watch a little tennis, and uh, I forgot what uh, what match it was, but somebody actually had a, a exhibition tennis match at their house. Oh so wow! They had a tennis court in in their backyard. And it was just, it was just like a line judge. I mean, it, I don't even think it was a line judge. It was just like a, um, I don't know what you call them, a referee or whatever that sit up in the chair. But it was just that and and the two players, and they was actually playing. Like I enjoyed that. <laughs> like I necessarily don't need no crowd noise for that, but I I thought that was cool. <laughs> it, it seemed like it was like a legit. It was like a. It was like you watching a tennis match in the park, mm-hmm. pretty much with two professionals. But it's just I don't know. It just sound I don't know. I think we just need to live in the moment, man. Enjoy yeah. enjoy with no crowd. I'm I'm looking at the WWE with no crowd. Now that sound kind of goofy. Yes, <laughs> that, that look kind of goofy because it's is is somewhat fake, and it's just it's just look goofy. You hear oh 
Oh, oh. It, it, it just sounds so stupid. Let me see if I can play with that real quick. No, I've seen it, man. And you're right. Like, a lot of wrestling is shit done for the crowd. Yeah. You know, because it is fake. They do shit to, and yeah, it sounds goofy, man. Yeah. It is great strategy. Uh, Elias missed the day at the performance center. They're just screaming, the and, and all you hear is a fake scream because they don't okay, really hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and they also added, because I guess they thought it was sounded too weird, so they added like the actual wrestlers in the crowd now. So there's a little bit of crowd noise. Mm. But yeah, wrestling is really weird, man. I, I don't know why they're doing this thing with without a yeah. crowd. They might as well either do fake crowd noise or just stop it all together <laughs> because it just sounds really goofy without a crowd, man. That's yeah. one thing because it's not really a real sport. Yeah. So it's weird, man. And then you got the um you you always got the tough guys like, come on, get up, <laughs> get up, get your ass up. And yes, all this other it's, shit. It's, it's real like, silly, on. man. It's yeah. Real silly. That's that's probably the one thing I, I would probably have to put the crowd noise in. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to hear them shit talk, man. <laughs> I rather <really, laughs> I rather hear, hear like NFL players or NBA players talk shit. <laughs> I'd rather hear that before I hear it. Oh, yeah, because they'll actually talk real shit with yeah. WWE. Like they're not actually gonna curse or nothing. You yeah. know, they know they on TV and they know it's fake. Yeah, so I, they I, can't really get caught up in a moment. Yeah, I want to see like the pitcher and the batter arguing, and <laughs> see what they saying. <laughs> it's always cool to hear exactly what they're saying, or when, mm-hmm. if a little brawl break out, then you know, like that's the stuff I want to hear. They need to yep. mic them up or something. But that's the cool thing, man, and that's the cool thing about the NBA too. Like I want to hear some real shit <laughs> in the NBA, man. I gotta say this too because I saw a clip of a free throw. Uh, and the everybody got quiet when Giannis was shooting three free throws, man. <laughs> and I hope you don't see that shit w- when the actual game start. Yeah. I hope people start fucking with people a little bit because yeah. you can't just be quiet yeah. when somebody's like somebody got to say brick or <laughs> fuck, like somebody got to yeah. say something, man. We used to do y'all that can't sh- be quiet on the bench. Yeah, we used to do that shit in the backyard. Like somebody, everybody the, did, man. Like, ah! <laughs> do all type of silly shit like that they, yeah I agree they gotta do that somebody gotta scream on the bench at all times man we can't just yeah. have y'all being quiet like it's golf when somebody <laughs> about to shoot yeah that annoy me a little bit yeah if I, I think the actual games themselves will be more competitive and people will be actually yelling a whole lot so yeah it's, it, it kind of puts you in mind of a, a AAU game yeah where you just or go to the uh, if you go to Lifetime or something and you see like a super competitive game where it's nobody there <laughs> and you just hear the the basketball and the talking and the sneakers. Like that's yep. what it remind me of. <laughs> it reminds me of 2K when you training and playing your player in scrimmages and there's no nothing oh, yeah. around. You just hear squeakers or sneakers <laughs> squeaking and people yelling shit. You can't even tell what they're saying. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, sports are back. For better or worse, we'll see how the NFL goes on as well. Mm-hmm. They canceled the preseason, which you figured they would. Yeah. And uh, we'll see how the actual season goes. If it actually goes as much as we think it will at all, I don't know. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, sports are back. And, yeah, well, that's good for everybody. We'll see how that shit goes. And then hopefully nothing crazier happens. But we'll see. Yeah. I'm still back and forth on the Rockets. I don't know if I'm going to affect this championship or not. I keep going back and forth. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. 
man, I, I just don't see them getting past the Lakers, man. Yeah, they're tough. I think yeah. old people who got rest, they'll yeah. be tough to beat. Th- LeBron, <laughs> man, just LeBron with rest, period, man. Yep. That's that's scary. Whenever LeBron miss a couple games and come back, this dude be refreshed. Yeah. So I can see him, you know, I don't know how many games they got left, but I can see him just getting ready for them games and just playing 40 minutes a night or 48 minutes every game for the rest of the year. Yeah, he's in shape, man. He had four months to condition himself, like basically an off season. So yeah, he's gonna be tough to beat now, man. Yeah, I I do think the Rockets will have an advantage though, for the simple fact that you know they did get some rest too. And yeah, the, the the style they play, I feel like they they still gonna be you know, I guess I don't want to say energized, but I feel like they will be you know up there still. They won't be tired. Because if it was the real season, they probably would be tired in the Western Conference Finals and yeah. end up running out of gas. I don't think they're going to run out of gas this year. Yeah, and the problem with the Rockets is that they have stretches where they're really hot and stretches where they're really cold. Yeah. And this has to be a stretch where you're really hot the entire time because it's going to be short. Yeah. And you're going right into the playoffs. So there's no time to be cold right now in the quarantine playoffs. So. We'll see how things go, man. But I'm it's a bittersweet feeling of sports being back. But I'm I'm in a way I am glad they're back. I'm glad we're back to some kind of normalcy here. So good yeah. things. And we'll see how things go with the Houston team. So yeah. That's that. Um, is there anything else going on? Oh yeah, I forgot to bring up. I don't know how I missed this. Uh the DMX and Snoop Dogg versus. Yeah. Um, I'm hearing a lot of good things about this. I didn't watch it myself, but everybody who did watch said it was a really good time. Um, it looked like they were both having fun. You know, Snoop always going to have fun no matter where he is, except the Red Table Talk where he couldn't have fun. But <laughs> Got about uh, And DMX looked like he was in good spirits too, man. Looked like he was feeling the shit. I read the playlist and yeah. they all came with some bangers, yeah. especially we, in the beginning. We, I was surprised. Yeah. We should go. Let's go over this playlist. Let's oh, just sure. yeah. Which one? Let let let's pick a winner for each one of these. Okay. So number one. So number one, we got Dr. Dre featuring Snoop Deep Cover versus DMS Intro. I'm guessing that's the intro off of "It's Dark and Hell Is Hot." I'm, I I think so. Yeah. Probably. I, um, Deep Cover wins. Like I'm yeah. sorry, that's too hard of a song. Yeah. Now it's Snoop's debut too. So yeah. Yeah. Deep cover is when whatever intro that is for DMX, it's not beating deep cover. <laughs> so Snoop yeah. wins that one. Yeah. All right. Number two on uh, the second song was Snoop, Who Am I? Which is What's My Name? Versus uh, um, DMX. Um, what's my name? DMX. Yeah. Snoop wins this one too. I agree. <laughs> yeah. That one's the Snoop, What's My Name is too much for classic. And that DMX one. Like, it wasn't a bad song, but, yeah, it's not seeing that Snoop shit. Yeah. <laughs> Third one was Snoop Dogg, Gin and Juice versus Where My Dog's At. This is tough. Yeah. Uh, I would go with Gin and Juice just because that's, a, come on, man, it's Gin and Juice. Yeah. One of the top classic West Coast songs. Yeah. Um, but what's my name? Well, not, what was that song that Where my dog's DMX at? shows? Where My Dog's At. That dog... That was a tough ass song, man. The video was crazy. I feel like if you're anywhere near New York 
at that time, you would say DMX won that one. Yeah, I've seen, seen a lot of that. It's funny because I've seen a lot of New Yorkers not really keeping score. They usually good with keeping <laughs> score all throughout these versus battles. But I've I seen a whole bunch of people with a whole bunch of ties, a whole bunch of, oh, this is just a celebration <laughs> of two great artists. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I bet y'all ain't taking score now. <laughs> I know when we're, when DMX dropped Where My Dog's At, that had New York going crazy mm-hmm. that entire year. So yeah. I can't deny its impact, but Gin and Juice is too much of a classic, dog. I can't root against it. I can't pick against it no matter Gin, what the song is. Gin and Juice was all over the place, though. It wasn't like it was just a West Coast thing. Yeah. And, and they definitely got some songs where it's just a West Coast type of vibe. But... Man, gin and juice was everywhere. People was actually buying gin and, and, and juice. <laughs> Just off of Snoop Dogg influence. Yeah. So Snoop to me is three and zero at this point. Yeah. All right. Okay. Number four was um the Dr. Dre featuring Snoop Fuck with Dre. Fuck with Dre Day versus um some X shit. I don't even remember what that DMX song is. Some X shit. Hold on. You gotta play that for me. I don't think it's beating fuck with Dre Day. So I'll say that much already. But yeah, I'm surprised DMX. Yeah, that DMX should have came hard with that. Okay, that's one of them shitty ass Swiss beats beats. <laughs> I actually like this yeah. song, but it's not better than. Yeah, nah, I cut that shit off, man. Come on now. <laughs> DMX responded to uh, fuck with Dre Day with that. Yeah. Man. And, and I'm kind of surprised that Snoop even played that song, being that, that, that it's an easy E diss and easy yeah. as pass. So. And the thing is, Snoop went first, too. So it, it wasn't like, you know, DMX went first and Snoop was throwing out all these bangers. Snoop yeah. went first. <laughs> And I also have to say, man, DMX is a little bit at an advantage because I feel like a lot of those Swiss Beats beats did not age well, whereas a lot of the Dr. Dre production did age well for Snoop. Yeah. So he's at an inherent disadvantage in this battle because <laughs> a lot of his older songs kind of sound like shit now, not because of the rapping, because of the production. Yeah, and I think, and, and see, the thing is, too, a lot of the New Yorkers would be like, oh, yeah, no, I remember where I was at when that dropped. I was or, in the tunnel in, on uh, East 95. Yeah. And, uh, Everybody was playing. Uh, uh, yeah, like, <laughs> like, let's be real. I mean, DMX, I think he, I think he's one of the greatest. Don't get me wrong. But I just, I don't, I just didn't see everybody all over the country, like, playing nothing but DMX. Especially yeah. the, um, I'm not talking about the major hits, but. I'm 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 talking about some of the um the the B sides. I just don't see every I don't see people in Houston like, oh yeah, I remember where I was at when that dropped. Yeah. Or some early DMX. Oh like I just don't see that. I think you gotta be a fan of DMX to know this shit. Basically, yeah. That song was yeah, I don't think he should even include that one really in this battle. But <laughs> against Fuck with Dre Day, yeah, Snoop won that one easy. Yeah, 4-0, 4 <laughs> Yeah, 4-0 so far. <laughs> All right, the next one was Tupac and um, Snoop, the two Americans most wanted versus DMX, Stop Being Greedy. Now, I know most will say two of America's most wanted because it's Tupac and Snoop. It's a classic song. I think this is a little bit closer than what most people think. Mm. 
I think not stop being greedy is one of DMX's best songs mm-hmm. in terms of showing his versatility where he did like a light side and dark side. He was rapping real normal and then rapping in the dog style. Yeah. I like that song a whole lot. Beat is classic. It's that shit, man. Flipping light and dark side. That shit was dope, man. This song is incredible to me. Um, Two of America's Most Wanted is one of those songs that is honestly played out to me. Um, I don't think it's one of Tupac's best songs. I don't think it's one of Snoop Dogg's best songs. I thought the concept was cool. I thought the video was cool. But whenever it comes on, all eyes on me, I skip it. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm just, I think it was on All Eyes on Me. I think yeah, it, was. it was. Yeah. Yeah. So I skip this song every time I hear it. So I'm not a big fan of that song, honestly. I think mainly it got overplayed. So I would pick Stop Being Greedy. Okay. Yeah. But I understand how most would probably go with Tupac and Snoop because it's yeah. Tupac and Snoop. So, yeah, I think it was a toss up. I went with Stop Being Greedy too. But uh, I honestly think it's a toss up. <laughs> So I, I'm not really mad if somebody picked Tupac or uh, the um, uh, Tupac song. Yeah. So four and a question mark, maybe a toss up. Yeah. I don't think DMX won that completely because most people would pick the Tupac and Snoop song, but that yeah. DMX song is slept on, man. I think it was incredible. Yeah. Right. So next up, the next one is C Murder and Snoop, the down for oh, my no. niggas. Versus money cash hoes. <laughs> See now this one actually is actually really tough. Yeah. Now part of me kind of feels like this is cheating for both of them. <laughs> because Money Cash Hoes was a Jay-Z song, I believe. Yeah. And of course C Murder yeah. did down for my niggas. Yeah. So the battle of the features. Yeah. <laughs> that's oh man. That's, that's See, tough, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough, man, because Money Cash Shows is a great song. Yeah. But Down for My Niggas is too tough, dog. That's yeah. too tough of a song. I can't pick against it. Fuck it. Snoop on that one, too. <laughs> I, I, I can't pick it. against Down for My Niggas, man. That song is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> that song got. But that's tough. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah that's, that's a tough. Like, that's probably like the toughest matchup I've seen throughout Versus yeah. when it comes to song, uh, song versus song. But, um, Money Cash shows is one of those rare Swiss beast beats that actually age pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll say that much. Yeah. Damn, man, that's crazy. But yeah, okay. So the next one was uh, Snoop and Nate Dogg, Ain't No Fun. Versus, okay. Versus Aaliyah uh, um, featuring DMX back in one piece. I'm going with Snoop here too. Me Damn, too. I didn't think Snoop would clean up like this, but reading it track by track, like he's yeah. cleaning up, man. The, yeah. the Aaliyah song was okay. Yeah, and see, that's the thing. I think Snoop knew what he was doing because he been watching every one of these verses. Yeah, like he was in the comments, so he came out swinging. I thought Jen and Juice and uh, Who Am I was gonna be towards the end. Like he was playing some shit at the beginning. Yeah, I'm like, oh shit! Like I thought this was gonna be like twentieth, but he was playing some shit. So uh yeah, I gave it the ain't no fun too. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one, the next one is Snoop um, featuring Nate Dogg and the Zibit P- Bitch Please. And this was versus DMX. X gonna give it to you. Uh, I hate to give everyone a Snoop. Yeah, but that's one of those DMX songs that got played out, and I never liked it that much when it was even brand new to begin with. It's gonna give it to you. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, I'm going with bitch please here too. Snoop is cleaning up here because DMX, (laughs) DMX got those songs that just got too overplayed to the point where you don't really enjoy them no more, and I think that's one of them. Yeah, and plus, like, I don't even remember how the verse started off in that one. The Snoop one, everybody know this one. Oh, no, yeah. bitch Snoop dog. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, shit. Like, that that song was hard, man. Yep. And, um, all right, so the next one um, is Snoop, G's and Hustlers versus Who We Be. I, I gave this one to Who We Be. <laughs> yeah, I like Who We Be a lot. I don't even remember that Snoop song, G's and Hustlers. What was that yeah. off of? Doggy Style, yeah, was it? Yeah, that was off of Doggy Style. Okay, I got to hear that again. He played, a lot that of, like. he played a lot of shit off of Doggy Style. Yeah. I think he knew that since he was going against DMX, he couldn't go too pop. He had to bring more of the street shit. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll give it to DMX for that one, though, but I got to hear it. good profession. All right, Snoop. This. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. This is tough too, man. Super tough, man. Okay, yeah, it's actually a little tougher than I thought. I forgot about this song. This song is hard. Yeah. This is okay. a classic album, man. Yeah, I got, I got a bump like this album. This is wild. Man, that that was a tough round, but uh, I'm giving it to Who We Be just because that. That's a crazy song, man. But yeah. yeah, that was that was a tough Snoop Dogg song too. Shit, that was a little tougher than I thought. Yeah, that who we be match man. up. That who we be. I that was one of the songs I forgot about. What they don't know is the bullshit, the drama, the guns, the armor, the city, the farmer, the babies, the, baby, the, mama, the mama, the projects, the drugs, the children, the thugs, the tears, the hugs. The this was hard, man. Yeah, I can't pick against this song. Snoop DMX won this one cleanly with me, but that's that Jeez and Hustle was tough too. Yeah. But that that who we be was that shit that was, was a moment, hard, man. man. Yeah. Yeah. That the video, that shit was hard, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. And that's when DMX was kind of slipping a little bit too. So he actually that was like a comeback for him when he dropped that video and song. So yeah, yeah, that shit was yeah. I can't DMX won that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So for the tenth song, it was um, Snoop Dogg, The Shiznit versus Getting on the Floor. I gave it to The Shiznit. Yeah, me too. <laughs> DMX, that was a bad song, man. I don't know why you put that shit on there. Get that was like a floor. bad attempt at a dance song. And I wasn't a fan of it, even when it dropped. Yeah, the Shiznit one. I think that was, man, I I wonder, was it like a heavy label thing where he had to make a hit song like that? Yeah. Because he had Get It On The Floor, he had Party Up. And it's just like. DMX was out of, like, I understand why. I mean, you know, you on a major label, you a pop artist at that point, probably. 
but we like the street DMX. We ain't like that party song DMX really, but that's what made him famous. So it's hard to knock him for it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, yeah, I gave it to Snoop. Uh, the next one, the next one was Snoop featuring Nate Dogg, Lalo versus um, fucking with D. That's a little tough. Lay low. I probably just give it to Lay Low, but fucking with D was a tough song too, man. Uh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta give it to, uh, even though that album sucked, he goes <laughs> off the dog father. Oh, the dog father? Okay. I think. But uh, that song was great, man. And that beat is classic. Yeah, Snoop Dogg's music is aged great, honestly, man. Most of it. Yeah. And not the No Limit shit so much. And I think this was off the No Limit time. Yeah. But yeah, nah, this is a good, this is a great song, man. Fucking with D was tough too. But Nate Dogg, I can't pick against Nate Dogg and Snoop, man. Yeah. So, yeah. Everything he touched, man, turned the platinum, man. Yes. <laughs> Damn, I, I miss Nate though, man. He would still be killing shit right now. Oh, definitely, definitely. Man, like that was that's somebody that's underrated, man. I feel like we don't talk about Nate Dog too too much or much as we should. I don't think so either, man. Unfortunately. Like, yeah, yeah. he nah, I gotta get that one to Snoop and Nate. Yeah, they remember, killed that shit. Remember, Jules called him uh, Ty Dolla Sign. And- yes, and I was very offended. <laughs> I'm still offended thinking about that now. I forgot about that till you mentioned that. Now I'm upset about her again. I'm gonna text her. Like, Who the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> Ty Dolla Sign. Yeah, the modern day. Oh my Nate goodness. Dog. <laughs> oh my goodness. I still, I, I still got that. that clip too. I got. I might have to tweet <laughs> that clip. <laughs> all right next throwback jim and juice moment yeah all right so next we got snoop beautiful first uh versus uh what these bitches want oh oh that's <laughs> tough man i like both of these songs a lot yeah cisco singing at the end dmx mentioning all the random women names yeah. i'm gonna be a nigga for life Oh, that's tough. That's man, somebody. That's somebody else that was slept on too, man. Cisco was hard. Cisco, yeah. Cisco, <laughs> I don't know what he's doing now, man. I know he made a new thong song a few years ago for some reason. Yeah, but yeah, Cisco should have been a superstar. Honestly, like, yeah. he was a good singer. Drew Hill was dope. Yeah, but uh, beautiful is an incredible song too, man. That was yeah. peak Pharrell and the Neptunes. Yeah. Oh man, that's that, tough. I don't know who wins. That's a toss up, man. That's a toss up because both of those songs are classic. Yeah. Um, I, me personally, oh, me personally, I gave it the beautiful. That's probably one of my top ten songs of all time. Yeah. Just uh, you got Charlie Wilson in it. <laughs> yeah. Man, the, the video was probably one of the best videos I ever seen. <laughs> Just I don't know, man. Just that whole vibe, man. Like, I still listen to that song to this day. <laughs> yeah, I got to give it to Beautiful, too. I'm thinking, like, because What These Bitches Want is a great song, but that was, like, maybe a top five Neptunes beat, man. That Beautiful beat. Yeah. So, and they got a whole catalog, and that was them at their prime. So, yeah, fuck it. Snoop wins that one. <laughs> tough, though. Tough, tough matchup. Man, hold on. I got, I got to pull it up, man. This is... <laughs> This is my shit, man. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Like, 
like play this shit going to a beach party or something? No. really blessed Snoop, man. They had a great chemistry. They should make more music. Yeah. They should. It's funny. It's hard, man. It's funny. Yeah. I, was, I was so much of a Pharrell stan. I used to debate people how good of a singer he was. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't think he's a great singer at all, but he's good for his production. Yeah, like he can get the most out of his beats. But, but see, when you listen to him sing, I never be like, "Damn, like what is this dude doing?" Oh like, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's like, damn, it's perfect. Back in the day, it's the music, man. Honestly, and people like to say that Jay Z and Pharrell had the best chemistry, but honestly, man, Snoop and Pharrell had the best yeah. of everybody he worked with. I agree, man. They made multiple hits, so yeah, I think he worked the best with Snoop. I think they understood each other musically. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree, man. So, yeah, Beautiful has to win that one, man. <laughs> All right. Sorry, DMX. That was a great song with Cisco, but yeah. Yeah. All right. So, this this the one that kind of had me scratching my head a little bit because I seen a lot of disrespect for this song. Uh-oh. But Snoop Dogg, Pump Pump versus How It's Going Down. I forget what that Snoop Dogg sound, song sounded like. Pump Pump. Yeah. I forget how that sounded, but... This I would say DMX wins because that was a great song. How's it going down? Off his debut album. Mm. Uh, Top of Games Bleed Played. How's it going down? <laughs> on his on and got to know now. <laughs> That's what's um, up. I liked, I liked DMX before he started screaming all the time. Man. I got to say that too. Yeah. I miss when DMX rapped normal sometimes. And now it's one of those songs where he rapped normal. But yeah. later on, he was just screaming the whole time. The yeah. And that got annoying. Be the motherfucking G from family. Now I'll play the G in this deadly game. Snoop Dogg is the name dog, pounds the game. If it ain't one thing, it's, it's a motherfucking another. Word to my granny and my okay, daddy. This song is hard. Standing on the corner, I forgot about this shit. <laughs> this shit's hard. I up, I wait to get back but I gave it to DMX. I gotta give it to DMX. I gave it a That song is hard. I can't knock somebody for picking that song over it, but. Yeah, I gotta pick DMX. I, I seen a lot of people like, why did he play this? What is this? <laughs> I'm like, no, this one of his. To me, this one of his uh, one of his top songs to me. That that was what? like a. B-side. What's this off of? Doggy style. A word? Yeah, Shit, I, I gotta listen to Doggy style again. I forgot about this song. I want to say this might have been towards the last song, but yeah, this this probably one of my favorite B cuts from Snoop. Right, yeah, this, that's just hard, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't knock somebody picking that song, but I think DMX won that one because yeah, that's yeah. a classic song back when he was rapping normal about women and shit. So yeah, I was surprised Snoop even played that song. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, oh shit, like he getting into his. He played a lot of <laughs> he going in bag. Shit. Yeah, but uh, all right. So the next one, that's the one we talked about a little earlier. Uh, Dr. Dre featuring Snoop, bitches ain't shit, versus DMX yep. is all good. <laughs> And I, I agree with um what's uh Janae, what's her name? Janelle Monet. Is it Janelle Monet? 
Yeah. Was it her? Okay, I thought it was uh, Aiko. What's the girl? Aiko. Janae Aiko? Nah, it was her. Janelle Monet. J- Janelle Monet. I agree with her. Yeah. Turn that shit up. <laughs> yeah. Man, of course, bitches ain't shit gonna win this one, man. I ain't gotta see what DMX picked. Like, you ain't gonna beat that song. Yeah, he picked. It's all good. Toxic Masculinity, top five song of all time, man. Maybe top two. It yeah. ain't two. It's funny. I kind of like the, um, did you hear the Dipset version? You know, they remade that. Or they, oh, they did. Well, they they kind of freestyled over it. It was the same beat, but they uh pretty much did the same thing. But I kind of liked their version a little better. They shit was really oh, dis- shit. They shit was really disrespectful. Like I don't oh, even damn. I don't even know if I I will probably play it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cam was crazy back in the day, man. So I ain't surprised yeah. that she was wild. Still crazy, but yeah, yeah I gotta Snoop. go with Snoop there. Easy. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So the next one is uh, Murder Was the Case versus Slipping, which was tough. Yeah, that is tough, man. <laughs> That's really tough, actually. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I think DMX actually started this round. He he, he started with Slipping. He was like one of the, you know, one of the uh, greatest songs I ever wrote. And yeah. then Snoop came back like, yeah, let me play one of the greatest songs I ever wrote. And Murder Was the Case. I'm like, oh, man. That, yeah, that. Oh man, I got I can't pick against slipping. I can't pick against slipping, no matter almost what the song is, because I feel like that's one of the best, like introspective, sad songs in hip hop history. Man, the beat was insane. Yeah, like DMX, like I said, DMX was rapping normally at this point, you yeah. know. So, and you can tell the lyrics came from pain, and you can tell he was feeling that shit. Yeah, the the writing was incredible. Like murder was a case was crazy because it was actually something that was going on at the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. So and that was an incredible song as well. But slipping dog when that beat comes in when the violins and the intro <laughs> that that hits me in the heart, dog. Like I feel that shit so much. Yeah. Murder was a case was a great song too, but I don't oh. feel it like I feel slipping, man. So I got to go with slipping. Yeah. Yeah. I agree yeah. with you. <laughs> Life shit is like the For real. See, to live. Damn, man. This is suffering. To survive. To survive. I can't pick against this. Let's get you two emotions. I can't pick against this. This is my go-to depression song. <laughs> When shit going bad, you throw this on. Yeah, when I'm down bad, I put this on on repeat. I've been through mad different faces, like Macy's, to find my way. And now I know this this probably is the best song DMX ever wrote in terms of like meaningful lyrics. Yeah. It's probably the best song he ever wrote. So yeah, Yeah. I agree. This 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 wins. Yeah, this this nah. Snoop didn't nah, Snoop wasn't even close. (laughs) Slipping wins this one. I think it was I think it was tough, but yeah, I, I give it to DMX. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, mur- I don't want to sleep on murder was a case, but I don't feel like it. Yeah, it don't hit me the way slipping hits me. So, yeah, slipping had to win that one. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, all right, next one is Doggy's, uh, Doggy Dog World versus Niggas the Start or something. Uh, niggas... I got to hear Doggy Dog World again. Yeah. I got to hear both of these songs again, honestly. Yeah. So play them both and I'll decide. 
Uh, yeah, that's uh, Doggy Dog World was also Alex. on the um, but it's small style. chronic break. The dog pound. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I skipped this like shit. I think, but it's not bad. Okay, okay. Now play the uh, DMX one. Remember that shit now. Yeah, I remember uh, niggas that started song. This one actually hard. I remember the title, but I forget how the song went. Yeah, it was with um, I want to say Sheik Luch. Uh... Yeah. Hey yo, let's get papers and pop more holes up in skyscrapers and condominiums overlooking our drug capers. New York. But soft in the dark, have a kid that get. I use the stoop just because this is too, too New York And I don't want the New York people to get a win So I'm going to go with Snoop on this This song is good too If you love the money then prepare to die for it Niggas ain't started this too You can lay in the flames or hug the sky for it Niggas done started something Don't come at me with no bullshit Use caution Cause when I wet shit I dead shit Like abortions for bigger portions of extortion and racketeering got niggas fear fuck what you heard is what you hear how much darker must okay. it get how much harder must it hit see if your hardest niggas flip when i start a bunch of shit i like pussy but not up in my face so give me three feet because when we creep no more than three deep niggas see shit let hounds down your shit buried in the yeah, mud following chases of gunpowder residue and mm. blood a positive idea is impossible so you know, John Douglas, I went with this one, man. Okay. This is hard. I, you know, I'm an unofficial New Yorker. Of course. So, <laughs> so I like the whole song. <laughs> but yeah, it's a toss up for me. I don't care too much about any of those songs, but this one, listening back to it, pretty dope, man. Yeah. But I wouldn't knock somebody for picking Snoop either, but I might go with the DMX yeah. song. Too. That, that whole Snoop album was classic, man. I like everything yeah. on that album. So it that, every time he plays something off a of doggy style, I'm like, oh man. <laughs> like I feel bad picking something against that. <laughs> I, I'm looking at the rest of this lineup, man. It's getting interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so we have 17 now, right? Yeah, 17. You got the East Siders, I love it versus um LL Cool J, 4321. Or LL 4321 Cool J. 4321 has to win, but I want to hear this East Siders song again, but I, yeah. I forgot how that sounded. Yeah, I didn't like this one. But DMX easily, even though to be honest, DMX did not have the most famous verse on four three two one. The most famous thing to come out of that was the LL Cool J and Canada's beef. Yeah, I forgot so, he was on that one. Yeah. yeah. So come out and play. Insiders, come out and play. Warriors. Shit kind of whack, man. I didn't even know about this. So this this is like a West Coast thing only. Yeah. Like, I don't know a lot of people that was just like, oh yeah, I remember where I was at when this. So I I, I feel like California is the only place that probably know about this. This is very uh, West Coast specific yeah. type beat. So yeah, I would go a four three two. Four three two one is a hip hop classic. Yeah. And it had a beef in the song, which was hilarious. So yeah, I'll get the four three two one. Yep. All right. So the next one was Fifty Cent um, and Snoop P I M P remix versus Locks Money Power Respect. I gave it the Locks easily, man. Come on now. <laughs> I, I don't know why stupid people put that on there. Like yeah. it could have beat one of DMX's weaker songs, yeah. 
But yeah, Money Power Respect is a classic song, dog. Come on, <laughs> yeah. man. The beat was crazy. Yeah. DMX ripped that shit up at the end. Yeah. yeah easily Money Power Respect. Easily. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> All right. So this one got real interesting to me. I didn't. This was one of the ties I had, too. Okay. Dr. Dre, Snoop, nothing but the G thing versus Rough Riders Anthem. That to me that was tough, man, because I that is tough, honestly. I like both. These probably you could probably say these uh, these two are their best songs. (laughs) There, that's definitely the song that made them stars, especially in the hood. Yeah, like uh, when DMX dropped uh, Rough Riders Anthem, that's when everybody heard of him. Us in Houston and down south, they were playing that song everywhere, all over the country. Same thing with Snoop. You know, I know Snoop had hits with Dre before, but when he dropped uh, Nothing But a G Thing, that's what really made him a star. Yeah. So this one is tough, man. Yeah. I would say if you had to pick, if it was like a one got to go, you would have to say Rough Riders Anthem. Yeah. You would have to say Rough Riders Anthem, <laughs> even though that's a classic song, man. Yeah. So I would have to say Snoop on this one. Yeah. But it was close. It was very close. Yeah. If I had to listen to one of these songs for the rest of my life, I'm probably going with G Thing. <laughs> yeah. And that's no disrespect to Rough Riders Anthem. But if you had a gun to my head and I had to pick one. Yeah. <laughs> and one quickly, I would probably pick <laughs> nothing but a G Thing. Same to me, but yeah, when when DMX dropped Rough Riders Anthem in the music video with niggas on bikes and shit, yeah, that shit was crazy, man. That was but, super crazy. You had Eve in the video with the short hair. Yes, <laughs> man. That's but I gotta go with Snoop there. It's tough. I hate to pick against Rough Riders Anthem because I love that song, but nothing but a G thing is too cold, man. I gotta pick that one. Yeah. All right. So twentieth, um, we got. Um, Drop it like it's high versus party up, up in here. Easily drop it like it's high. Easily, yeah. Like D, I understood DMX had to put that song in there, mm-hmm. but I don't mean I have to like it <laughs> or vote for it. Yeah. So I'm going with Snoop. Drop yeah. it like it's hot was drop it like it's hot again. Another classic Pharrell and Snoop mm-hmm. collaboration, and that was also another time when Snoop was kind of falling off. He was getting a little older. And he had a career resurgence when that song dropped because that song was crazy, man. That song did numbers on the pop stations. Yeah, that so, was that was a hard ass song though, man. The yeah. beat, the beat. I'm like, damn, man. The pigs try to get at you. Yeah. <laughs> what does nigga get an attitude? Snoop. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go with drop it like it's hot. So yeah, Snoop easily won that one. Me, yeah, I agree. And the last one, Dr. Dre, Snoop. The next episode. Versus where the hood at? That's a tough one. That's a tough one. <laughs> oh man, because the next episode was like the reincarnate, like basically the resurrection of Dre and Snoop. Yeah. You know, they had both been cold for a while. Dre ain't dropped shit in years, and Snoop was dropping shit, but that was coming off the no limit years. So it was kind of weird for him. Yeah. But yeah, man. That I don't know because <laughs> where the hood at was a hood anthem. Yeah. So that's tough. <laughs> yeah, I gotta feel 
Hey yo, your niggas must be out your fucking mind. Thinking dog can't pull another motherfucker. Grab it out the hat. Think I ain't gotta check out my motherfucking speed, you bitch ass niggas. Fuck your niggas, niggas. Niggas think I'm doing just something, I'm doing nothing. Oh my god, niggas can't be serious. I gotta go with this one, man. I got, I can't, I can't pick the next episode. I can't. This beat is too cold. Man. Yeah. I was never a huge fan of the next episode beat, by the way. Really? That do, 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 do. I never liked that that much, man. I like the song itself, but that the beat always a little bit bothered bothered me. So I gotta go with where's the hood at. I like the intro though. I love the intro. La 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 la. This is tough, man. The video is crazy too. Yeah. This is tough. Then then you have um Nate Dog hold up. Hey, hey. hey. Smoke yeah. weed every day. <laughs> Yeah, that's tough, man. Oh, man. I might have to go with Where the Hood At, though, man, because that's an anthem. This song is dope. Next episode is dope. But Jay and Snoop have better collaborations. This was not their best. It was a night. It was great for the album. It was a great single. But I think Where the Hood At might have to take this one to me, just to me. Yeah. But I can't knock somebody for picking the Snoop and Dre song, too. So Yeah, I, I gave it to Snoop and Dre. <laughs> All right, I, I can respect one. it, but where the hood at is too it, it was still me, tough, man. man. Yeah. So, all in all, I think Snoop like kind of easily cleaned up, but Drake, uh, uh, DMX had some some hits here and there. He had some wins, but overall, and I think we all knew this when it was first starting that Snoop yeah. was gonna clean this shit up. Yeah. DMX ain't got the catalog to really, cause Snoop been reinvigorated himself and reinvented himself and he's been around for so long he got everything he around to what he got all type of music he could get to yeah. the pop band he could get to the r&b like he got everything man his catalog is too deep and dmx he got some anthems he got some shit that new yorkers are always gonna be getting live to <laughs> but overall like nationwide like i can't yeah he he lost too many battles here I mean, I know it's all in good fun, so it was fun to. See. I, I'm gonna actually watch this whole battle, man. I'm gonna watch it because yeah. I don't. I, I haven't been a fan of the whole versus thing, how it looks and how it be sounding on Instagram, and it be technical difficulties and shit. Yeah. But it looked like the people were having a good time, man. It, so I'm gonna check this one out. Yeah, and I, see I will it. say this too. It actually been a lot better now. Like there's That's no good. technical difficulties. They um they just strike the deal with Apple. Yeah, so, I saw that. Yeah, so you can actually, uh, I, I guess if you have Apple Music or uh, Apple TV, I, I'm not sure how I go. I don't have it, but you can actually go on there and watch it, and it's super, super clear. Okay. It's, it's like you're watching it on uh, HDTV. And, oh, shit. And, and the sound is good. It's nothing like, oh, it's froze and all this other shit. <laughs> and, and plus, it's much better watching it like that than on Instagram Live. Oh yeah, on your phone and shit. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah you got to back out so you could tweet and mm-hmm. then jump back in and all this other shit. But um, yeah, it was it was a really good matchup. I I really enjoyed this one. <laughs> it looks good, man. I'm actually gonna go back and watch this one. So I'm glad it was good. 
I'm glad they're getting better production wise. And yeah, I keep saying the versus thing is dead, but I mean, if it keeps bringing out high quality stuff like this, I can't say it's dead yet. Yeah. So I think the main ingredient is having two artists who are fun and can have a good time with it. You know, that's the main thing. I don't care. It's not so much important the names than it is the people. And if they're interesting and funny and can have a good time with it. For example, I've heard that Maya might do one. I mean, that's kind of cool because I love Maya, but I don't know how it was going to sound. And I don't know who you put her up against to where she would actually win anything. Yeah. So I I keep hearing um, Keisha Cole versus Ashanti. Yeah, I'm not too high on that either. I, I, I mean, I, I would be excited I, be cool, about I guess. that. Yeah, I, I would be. Which you want to do? Say? Either of them have twenty hit, twenty hits. I think Keisha got a lot of hits. I don't know about. I know Ashanti got huge records, but yeah. Keisha Cole got a lot of. Uh, she got enough albums to you know participate in the twenty for twenty. Yeah, I don't know if I'd watch that one. I'm not. I might just check it to see how Ashanti look now. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if I'd be too invested in that one, no, man. So, yeah, I'm glad this one was good, though. I'm glad they had a good time and everybody enjoyed it. So I'm going to check this one out. It's, the list was dope, it looks like. The playlist from both of them parties, I mean, there were some choices that were kind of weird. But yeah. overall, it sounded like they came with their hardest hidden hits. Yeah. And I appreciate that. So I'm going to check this one out, man. Yeah, I, I think the next one uh, versus our possibly trying to do is bit daddy Kane versus rakim that would be for the old school people. that'll be crazy man yeah, that would be the 40 plus niggas got to learn how to use the internet yeah nah, <laughs> to watch nigga, that one niggas yeah you can't come in with no jeans like yeah nah, you gotta come in plus dress, dress pants <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a, a uncle ca- season a, a cabaret party <laughs> <laughs> niggas in steve harvey suits <laughs> <laughs> just gonna be yep, watching you, that shit. Collar shirts only. <laughs> that that would be a crazy one. Big Daddy Kane and Rock Him. I would watch that one too, just for the culture, because that's hip hop, man. So I'd probably watch that one. Yeah. I'd also want to see like a Curtis Blow type one too, but maybe that's too old school for people. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, I'll be interesting to see. We'll see if they actually go with the old school ones too. So yeah, good yeah. good to see they're actually improving, man. So I got to say I was wrong about it getting corny and they got to cut it out because yeah. it's getting better. looks like so good for them. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, man. I think that's really about it. Um, we can go ahead and wrap this thing up. Yeah. I need my, I need a baby. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I'd like to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. Once again, this week, shout out to Joyce Gilliard. By the way, we tried to have her on as a guest today, but technical difficulties kind of gotten away. So we'll probably have her on again soon. Um, shout out to everybody, uh, Brandon Caldwell for last week joining us. Um, Tab Tech, Tab got a site where he's selling shit, computers and phones and shit. So check that out. It's called Tab Tech. Oh yeah, um, um, oh yeah. Shout out to the people that uh, put together DJ Screw's virtual birthday party. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you watch that? Um, I didn't get a chance to watch it. I was on vacation and um, okay. Yeah, I was busy with the wifey, but yeah, I, yeah, it, it was dope. I, I heard it was a really good turnout. I saw some clips, man. It looked good. My sister helped put that together too. So yeah, check her out at Rocky, Rocky something on Facebook. 
Yeah. Rocky Rocket, I think her name is. So, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to her. Yeah. Did you ever send a video for it? <laughs> no, I didn't. Like, look, man. I was, I, that, was, I was telling her because I texted her my video. And yeah. she was like, I'm like, man, Ryan ain't about to do it, man. <laughs> I, feel, I, I feel safe enough to know he ain't about to, he ain't about to do this. <laughs> that type of thing is not in my personality, man. Plus, it feels <laughs> weird because I didn't know him. So that was just like, I, I, I'm not knocking anybody who did it. Like, that's a cool idea. Yeah. But I just feel weird not knowing somebody and, and saying that they passed. I don't know. I'll do it for ESG. You know, yeah. if ESG had a virtual birthday party or something. Because, yeah. you know, I'm cool with him, but I don't know. It's just not my personality to do things like that, man. You know yeah. who I am. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I ended up hitting Fat Tony up and told him um, to do a quick video. He did it within, yeah. like, 30 seconds. I'm like, damn. <laughs> like, I, I literally texted this dude, like, hey, can you do a video, blah, 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 blah. 30 seconds later, he sent me the video. He was, like, outside, too. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like damn, that was quick. But yeah, yeah so, Fat Tony's a big screwhead, man. So I'm not surprised he did that. Yeah, shout out to Fat Tony. So, yeah, shout out to him. Check him out too. He's been doing a lot of live stream shows and stuff and DJ sets. So he's been real active. Check him out on Twitter and Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. Um, any other shout outs we got? Anybody else? I think that uh, about covers it. Shout out to the um, Houston Hip Hop uh, Museum. I forgot. Her oh name. yeah, Shelby. of course. Shelby, Shelby Stewart had year. her on last week. I got to put that video together too, man. I keep slipping on that, but <laughs> yeah, shout out to that Houston Hip Hop Museum. Uh, check out Shelby Stewart as well. Thank her for joining us last week. Mm-hmm. And I think that's about it, man. Shout that's out it. to Figgy, of course. Watch Figgy's World. I don't know when he got that new one up, but he gonna yeah. have it up soon. Mm-hmm. And of course, just do, tune in to In the Loop, ten to two weekdays to hear. The great production. You you've been missed. I'll say that much over the last week really? on vacation. <laughs> I ain't sure. I ain't throwing shots. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's your boy. So. You throwing shots at too. <laughs> <laughs> Man, whatever. So, uh, yeah. Shout out to everybody for listening, supporting. Thank y'all all. Follow us. Follow the podcast. I think I, I'll talk to bed for the first time. Everybody's fuck it. We in here. We still in here, <laughs> and we out. So y'all have a great week. We'll see you next time. Peace.